0: Hello listeners, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you all know I have 35 All Grip beanies, currently for sale. They're available for purchase on the Instagram, at 35 Grip. shoot me a DM, I'll get you sorted out. Also, 35 Grip has a Patreon. Patreon is a subscription-based platform where members get access to exclusive content, not available anywhere else. If you want to support the podcast, this is a great way. Members will be able to do things like ask guest questions that I'll read off during interviews. I'm still getting familiar with this platform, so I'll be workshopping things as uh, time goes on. Probably we'll do some giveaways here and there too, so check it out. There's a link in the Instagram bio. Alright, here it is, episode 18. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) All right, welcome to another episode of 35 All Grip. Today's guest, Austin Pedroni. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, Austin. Got a little intro. Here goes. Austin Pedroni, a.k.a. Boston Pepperoni, has been on quite a tear this year, traveling to Europe to compete in touching wheels on the premium mountain passes between events. Austin's has lived on the West Coast for years now where he's honed his skills on the famous California terrain. He's an absolutely wholesome fella, but don't let his charm fool you. Austin is an absolute animal on the open roads. So Austin, let's uh let's just start uh what brings you to NC?
1: Roads, community, pretty much. Like I mean, NC's been like the destination for the best skateboarding in the States. I feel like probably around like 2014, that's when like, there was like obviously NC videos before them, but that's when like the skates giving stuff really kind of like started like gaining a lot of traction and like we just seeing these roads, it was like there's, I've never skated roads like NC has anywhere else.
0: Yeah, we're, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky here. You've, uh, you've certainly been getting it what's um what's your checklist been looking like um so
1: roads that i really want to skate here that i haven't skated yet is jitterbug big swiss i think jitterbug and big swiss are like the two that i really want to skate that i haven't skated yet but i got a lot of them this trip got like rocky got dump truck, got LSD, um, can, two can, I skated those before, but always good to have them again. Got a Iggy's run, which is like mm. pretty elusive these days. Got a couple more that I don't like gets shitty, sucky, son of sucky.
0: Dude, you're like hitting them all. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> blessed to, blessed to have locals to show me around, you know?
0: Well, I appreciate your like tenacity. Like you are, like no we're doing it like we're going to all the roads well it's
1: just like so funny to me there's a lot of people who like move uproot their entire lives to move to north carolina to go skateboard and then they're like ah now that runs like 40 minutes from my house can't go sorry i'm gonna go skate elk instead and it's like yeah like if that was like every day like for sure like i understand i wouldn't want to be driving that far but it's like dude you like moved here to skate like to skate the best roads they got and like Elk's a good road. I'm not talking shit on Elk. I'm just saying, like, you drive an extra 20 30 minutes, and like, there's legendary things, and y'all just like, nah.
0: It's it's so easy to fall into like a like a loop of like, uh ah, you can just drive 15 minutes away and yeah, then go to the bar after yeah, you know. But um, I'm happy that you came and you uh you got me out for a pretty full day of skating yeah about ten days ago. I, I appreciated that. 'Cause I've become one of those people a little bit. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Used to do a ton of traveling around them now um
1: yeah. That's when we skated Jankum and Pop Tart, right? Correct. Yeah, those were also both two of them that were on my list that I'm stoked to have
0: skated. Those are definitely list worthy. Um yeah, we're happy to have you out here though. Yeah. So um kinda wanted to just get into your your upbringing, the early days of yep. Boston. Yep. Um, you're from Pennsylvania. Yep. Correct. Yep. Philadelphia suburbs. Right on. How was uh, how was Philadelphia growing up? Like, how'd you, how you get into longboarding? Um.
1: So I like lived probably thirty, forty five minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, and in high school, one of my good friends, Tom Menser, just had like a Sector 9 Pintail Longboard. Like, we all, like, skated, like, street stuff, but, like, couldn't kickflip or anything. So, this, like, classic story. Um, And he had, like, a Pintail Cruiser, and, like, I rode around a couple times, like, whoa, this is, like, way... Like, I'm not doing tricks on my skateboard because I'm not good. And so, like, just cruising around on this is a way more pleasurable experience. So then I got... Ended up getting uh santa cruz longboard complete cool yeah very cool um
0: did it have uh rkps
1: on it no it had tkps and a kicktail okay it was like it was spray on grip it was Mm. like uh like tiger stripe themed kind of thing very cool yeah it was pretty cool i thought it was still at my dad's house but i just went there and i didn't see it so
0: what age were you like uh kind of getting into it
1: So that was my senior year, I think, of high school. I think I bought that. Okay. So 18. And then I was just, like, cruising around my neighborhood with, like, my friend Tom and a couple other people. Like, there's a couple, like, hills we would bomb and just get speed wobbles and, like, eat shit. Um, And then that was around the same time I was, like, also, like, going on Reddit instead of doing my homework. And I was, like... There's, like, a Reddit for everything. Like, what's up? Is there, like, a longboarding Reddit? Like, not knowing what downhill was. Like, find the longboarding subreddit and see a picture of a guy doing a layback slide. Not a Coleman slide. Like, a soft wheel layback slide. Like, fully, like.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, gotta do that. So, I was just, like, would, like, be on the longboarding, like, subreddit and then, like, watched, like, how to slide tutorials and stuff, and, like, quickly learned that, like, my setup wasn't, like, ideal for, for sliding, so I, like, didn't, I don't think I even tried on, like, my Santa Cruz board, but everybody on Reddit was, like, the best boards and, like, the best bang for your buck is, like, these, these like, Churchill long boards. Remember Churchill? Yeah. Yeah, they were just, like, complete, like, all, like, like Churchill, like, wheels, trucks, boards, like. You got to complete for like a hundred and twenty dollars, and so I bought like a double drop. I think it was like a Churchill Peaches with eighty-six A wheels mm. and Churchill branded trucks, because they like you could also upgrade them for like twenty bucks more to like, like Randalls or Paris's or something like i didn't know anything so i was like reading their site and like you know like trucks are trucks all they do is turn like why not get the cheaper ones
0: like 20 bucks
1: no yeah i was like yeah makes sense like trucks are trucks all they do is turn like got the cheaper ones um awful setup like so bad but i would like take it outside of where the house i grew up on there's like a hill that's like one and a half percent grade you know like you would stand at the top you could roll to the bottom and then like you wouldn't even be going running speed but it was, it was a hill so I would like kick in as hard as i could like no helmet gloves that i stole from zoomies and then just like <laughs> try to like rip a slide and would just like uh, got a couple like stink bug 180 hands down and was like dude i'm i'm doing it like Come on. yeah like this is this is it and that was August of two thousand twelve. And then in September, I went to college in Ithaca, New York. And like on my very first day, like parents drove me up there, like, whatever, whatever, like drop me off. They go home and like my roommate is like, yo, like I know this like house party night, like let's go. And like just like a shitty, like on college, like campus apartment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I rock up and there's some guy there jared monticelli who has the freeline skates you remember seeing those
0: are those the one they have one wheel there's it was
1: two wheels It was like little platforms like this big okay and then there was like two wheels on each of them it would just be like it was kind of like rip sticking but there was like it wasn't connected you know what i mean you kind of like pump to go
0: i've seen these yeah
1: and there's like one kid in the world who like did downhill and so he was like he was there outside the party just like trying to show off and i was like oh like wheeled thing you're going down a hill like what's up with that and i like tried a couple times i'm like nah man like sorry i'm a long boarder <laughs> and he's like oh like like downhill I was like yeah like i do slides and then yeah, stink bugs yeah and then he was like oh my roommate does that he's like inside and i was like all right cool like what's up with your roommate so he goes introduce me to his roommate dan snyder And, like, literally day one of college, like, and this dude, like, actually skated downhill, like, could actually slide both ways, like, had gone 50 miles an hour kind of thing. And, like, met him my very first day at college. And he was, like, yeah, like, you're, like, trying to longboard? Like, let's go. And he, like, took me out to a couple of hills and, like, taught me most of the stuff I know at this point. Like, he's, like, fully credited to, like, why I'm into downhill in the way I am. And, like, he lives in San Diego now. He surfs a bunch. We yeah. like still hang out every now and then. We went on a backpacking trip like this summer. It's cool. Oh, right on. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Ithaca has some roads.
1: There's also. some there's some really good roads. I mean, like Comet was based out of there. Like Anthony Fliss been on the podcast. He like lived in Ithaca for a couple of years. Like Jeff Chappell was like doing race circuit stuff in like North America for a little bit. Like he came out of there. Ed Kiefer. Yeah. Which I think he was junior world champ at one point yeah he for sure was junior world champ at one point like he came out of Ithaca Max Heaton spent some time in Ithaca mm. yeah
0: yeah am well, trying to remember the roads out there like uh lake lake road or something east lake east lake yeah, yeah these are
1: actual road name spots type them into google you'll get some good roads east lake it was like a right kink into a left hairpin and then like fast into a right hairpin like neighborhood style but like two or three necessary slides. And like at the time we would do like a million slides. Cause it was actually pretty quick. Yeah. There was like Bostwick, which you could go 60 miles an hour in traffic. So that was pretty cool. And like at the biggest drop, there was like a, it was like a commuter rose. So we would like take it to like, go over the hill out of Ithaca. And then at the very bo- like at the bottom of the biggest drop, there's just like a road that would connect that like people would turn left up the hill. And you just like go down, you like come around the bend, hit the drop and you just like see it. And you're just like, hope no one's there and like at that point like if we were going like we wouldn't be going 60 like jeff or anthony would be we'd be going like high 40s or something couldn't stop like you know the road has a run out at the end like
0: those are like some humble beginnings yeah you're like i'll just run it out yeah (laughs) yeah no plan really at all
1: yeah yeah and then there's a couple roads that were like like that was like probably above our skill level for a while that we skated. But there was a couple roads that like we actually just wouldn't go skate because they were like, yeah, I don't know,
0: danger zone. Yeah, I'm. I, I guess I'm skipping a little bit ahead. But uh, speaking of Ed Kiefer, did you? I checked out an Ed Kiefer video. Did you edit a video? Oh for yeah, Ed? yeah, yeah, So Ed Kiefer in opaque. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, call yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah
1: so. That was my my senior thesis. Whoa. Yeah, video is not very good.
0: I thought it was sick.
1: Thank you. It was like a little too long and like I could have done it a lot better. But like, so I almost dropped out. That was like my senior thesis project. I went to school, majored in television and radio production with a concentration in media production, whatever that means. Um, But like my senior year, I was like pretty checked out. Like I almost dropped out sophomore year. Cause like I wanted to go in the film industry and you don't really need a degree for what I wanted to do. And like one of our professors just kind of like told me that and like, I never ended up dropping out, which I'm like glad I didn't. But like, I was like pretty checked out. And at that point I was just like trying to skate as much as I could. And so I was like, well, like I gotta make some like senior thesis film. Like people spend like tens of thousands of dollars, like their entire semester. And I was like, I'm just gonna make a skate video. And like, did not make it like a particularly like impactful skate video or anything like that. Like there's some good shots in it, but it didn't, like it didn't nobody like you know what I mean, like no one there was nothing. Um
0: What's what's the road that uh it's like towards the very end, Ed like smashes like a really fast left slide like slides left.
1: Slides slides right?
0: He's like he was like sliding left and there's like a truck coming up.
1: Oh, um, that's Sandhill. Okay. So that road used to be, like, awful pavement. Okay. And then it was... And there's like, that... There was, like, a series. There's like, a... You drop in, and then it's, like, a right turn, left turn, kind of, like, a right. And then it, like, goes down. And, like, that corner sequence is actually, like, one of the sickest corner sequences. Like, I've kind of skated and, like, I don't know. It's, like, really good corners.
0: It looked really fast in the yeah. video. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really fast. Like, the bottom, like Like, apparently, like, one time, like, Max Whipperman came came to uh Ithaca to skate with Ed and like it was like oh like like pro skater Max Whipperman hit 60 on this hill kind of thing there's some
0: lore to it yeah no kidding
1: um but so they actually like that like corner set at the top the right left they like uh, they like regraded that and so like that corner section was closed for a while and they like fully like repaved the whole thing but also like cut into the mountain a different way and so we would like go like hike that and stuff But then like my senior year or maybe like end of my sophomore year, they opened it back up like full traffic. So we would skate that sometimes. Super rad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to to bring that up. I was like, this is pretty
1: cool. Yeah. But like example of how mid that video is like, there's like a raw run of Ed skating that. And then we like got some corner shots and we got them on a different day. And I remember Ed being like, hey, you want me to like wear the same clothes? And I was like, nah, it doesn't matter. And like, there's like, like raw run. He's like in like, I don't know, like some brown t-shirt or something and like cut to the corner shot. And he's just like in like completely different clothes. <laughs> and it's like, it's like shit like that. It's like, I really phoned it in for my senior thesis.
0: They count it. Yeah. Um, What about the Ithaca... Like skate
2: jam, comet, it's comet like a slide a, jam. Yeah,
0: the slide jam. I mean, we're, you were hitting those up.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. So the first one happened in fall or spring of 2012, which I wasn't there yet. So I went to the second one, and then the rest of that happened as long as I was there, and that was really cool. Like probably my first like real skate event I went to, um, and like a bunch of like pros would come into town, you know, and like because it was like like slide jams were like. Dude, 2013, slide jams were like cream of the crop. Like that was peak. Yeah, it was peak slide jam. So like and this wasn't like some like little slider jam, like this was thrown by like comet skateboards. So like all the comet pros would come into town and then like a bunch of other teams would like send their riders and stuff. Um and then Jeff Chapel would throw like an outlaw like the day before or the day after, and so we would go to that and like like help him like watch a corner or something like that and like watch like all these like pro dudes race and stuff and like met yeah met a bunch of cool people there like met ryan ricker there and like me and ryan are still like homies um remember seeing bruno there which like remember that dude skated for boston yeah yeah he was like dude at the time he was like the best the best skater
0: yeah like mythical
1: yeah yeah fooling like (laughs) i remember like that was probably the 2014 slide jam. He was there. It was on like a different hill. It had turns and it was like raining and he was just bombing into this turn that everybody would slide and just like taking one foot off his board in the rain and just like gripping the corner.
0: And it was like, yeah. Dude, Ithaca used to be like on the map. Yeah. That was like a bit like, I mean, that hasn't happened in a long ass time. Uh, No.
1: I mean, Comet's not based out of there anymore. So there's like, I know um, there's like one skater who that I know of that lives in Ithaca, and then there's another skater who lives in Syracuse that's like 45 minutes away, um, but I saw them like posting clips on Instagram, so I like DM'd them all hyped and like gave them a bunch of spots and stuff. Go skate these. Yeah, yeah. If you need spots in Ithaca, hit me up. I'll DM you all the spots.
0: Amazing. Yeah, yeah. We're here to uh, we're here to uh, just blurt out road names too. So if you listen to 35, you might, you might find a new road. Yeah. You know, well, Chim- you...
1: chimney Laurel drive,
0: <laughs> write that one down. <laughs> All right. Well, you were uh, talking about, you did your thesis with the Ed Kiefer video in, uh, Ithaca. What was kind of your, your mindset after graduating? Like, because you eventually moved out west, correct?
1: Yeah, so I actually moved out west before I graduated. You could do, like, a semester abroad. Okay. But because I was in, like, the film program, you could do a semester abroad in Los Angeles because it's, like, the place to be. And so I had a... Dan Snyder did that in 2014. And so I went to visit him when he stayed there. And, like, we, like, skated tuna and, like, skated a bunch of stuff. And it's like, California. And, like, California is so sick, like... It's got these like amazing hills. It's summer every day. There's like also the film industry. So like after that trip, I was like probably just going to move to California because like it had amazing skateboarding and amazing like potential work for me. So in, yeah, in like second semester, spring semester, 2016, my like last semester in school, I like moved out there and like finished school up there and like, phoned it in even harder than i did on my senior thesis
0: oh why wouldn't you yeah
1: like we were supposed to do an internship like three days a week and then have two days of classes i was doing an internship two days a week lying about my numbers for the third for like my hourly reporting and then scheduled both my classes to happen on the same day so that like i had just like two days a week free when i was supposed to have zero days a week free Mm. and so like just go skate all the time and like when i moved there i had met rachel rachel bagels when i like visited in 2014 and so i hit her up and was like yo like i'm moved back out here like gonna be trying to skate all the time and like she like like i owe her rachel like so much like she would like take me out she would like give me all this like gear and stuff because we lived like pretty close to each other um so i would drive to her house and then we would take her car and then we'd just, like, drive out to the hills and just go skate, like, every day. Not every day, but, like, go skate, like, a couple times a week. And, like, that's when she was getting, like, hooked up fat by hogs. And, like, mm. I just moved there and, like, wasn't very good, but, like, m- like, killing wheels like I had never before. And she would just give me, like, just give me all this gear, like, new wheels, like, pucks, like, everything. And, like taking me to all the spots, like, showing me stuff, like, taught me a lot. Because, like, when I moved to Malibu, I couldn't really slide right very well. Um, And, like, she, like, helped me, like, figure that kind of shit out. And, like, yeah, like, huge shout-out, Rachel. Like,
0: I owe her a lot. Shout-out, Rachel. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you said, like, early 2016. Because I came out to, out there, actually, the only time I came out there was, like, probably, like, March or april of 26 i think like march 2016 i came out okay and uh i hit up rachel too she definitely helped me out like linked me up with people and we had a ton of tuna laps like yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) like uh yeah going down tuna for the first time i was like oh this is why everyone's so fucking good oh yeah it's a very
1: (laughs) difficult road to skate yeah not easy
0: Speaking of tuna, I actually have a guest question yeah. coming in um, from Benny D. Here goes.
3: What's up, 35 All grip? Benny D here, and I got two questions. Well, you got my sweet baby boy, Boston Pepperoni, in the studio there. First uh, is... Austin, you were a mainstay of Skate Mansion, formerly known as Skate House, formerly known as Skate Apartment, Uh, and that involves spending a bunch of time out in the Malibu Proving Grounds, watching a bunch of the world's best skaters come through, uh, and just a shitload of time out in the canyons, and I want to know... Your top three tuna memories that come to mind could just be watching absolutely God tier skateboarding going down, witnessing some heinous shit out in the canyons, whatever works. Top three tuna memories. Second, who is the Alex Honnold of downhill skateboarding and why is it Austin Pedroni? Later, y'all.
0: So what you got? All right.
1: Um, (laughs) All right. So Ben's taking a dig at me for that second question. (laughs) Um, So at one point, my like ex girlfriend, who I was like living with in San Francisco, was like, "This is just for context of the second question." Um, She was like, "Oh, like, can you like, like my friends like whatever like trying to like learn how to skateboard." like he wants to buy like a comic cruiser blah blah blah. and i was like oh yeah it's like sick like cool she's like would you be down to like teach him how to skate and i was like no (laughs) like (laughs) like it sounds not fun like i don't know like i like at this point i feel you yeah like (laughs) i don't know you like like i don't even know if this dude could like roll from point a to point b you know what i mean I didn't want to go like I didn't know this dude didn't really want to go help him skate and then she kind of like gave me some pushback on that um and we were doing a lot of climbing at the time and I was like oh, he could like learn to skate from like literally anybody who can like ride a skateboard like like he can't go we can't even go to a hill yet like it's gonna be like I'm not gonna have any fun and she like didn't get it and I was like trying to think of like it exi- like it, trying to like put it into context for her and like we were probably about to go climbing or something like that. So like climbing was on the mind. I was like trying to think of like anything. And I was like, well, you wouldn't ask like Alex Honnold to go teach you how to rock climb. You know what I mean? And she's like, Oh, you're, like you're calling yourself the Alex Honnold of downhill skateboarding. I was like, No, 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 Not at all. But like I like trying to you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. and then like we like hung out with Ben like shortly after that. And she was like, dude, Ben, guess what Austin said? I don't know I don't know exactly how it went but
0: so hilarious I was wondering where that was gonna go yeah <laughs> don't you wish there were still downhill magazines how about a mag that features photos and stories that are centered around the North Carolina skate community well there is obsidian curates the work of our community's most active creators all within a physical medium obsidian magazine is ready to ship to your door today So visit obsidian-zine.com. Again, that is obsidian-zine.com. So um,
1: surprisingly, she stopped giving me shit about it, but Ben still, Ben still, yeah. I don't know, Ben also tries to claim he's the fastest skater on the East Coast, but I think, yeah, according to 35 All Grip, that's Jack Trainer's title. Whoa, So that's maybe like future beef to be squashed.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to you have to ego claim it in a big way. I mean, yeah. I think that's how you be the fastest skater on the East Coast. You got to you got to do something big.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know, I'll let you, let Ben and Jack beef that one out. What about
0: the first part? Tuna, top top 3 tuna.
1: Tuna memories. Tuna memories. That's tough. I remember there was one session where I like So my girlfriend at the time was living in San Francisco, but I was still living in LA. Like went up to visit her for like two weeks in San Francisco. And then like that, like weekend in between when I was up there, like Ben, like, I think it was like Ben, probably Chubbs. No, maybe Chubbs wasn't there. I don't know. I think it was like Ben, Sean Wilkinson and like Kai Salam. Like Kai was in town. like, Oh, we're going to go down to LA to like skate tuna this weekend. I was like, fuck, I, I gotta go. So I was like, sorry, babe. Like, going back to LA for this weekend. So like hitched a ride with them, like back to LA. We like skated tuna for the weekend and like came right back. But like that session, I'm pretty sure it was that session was like all time. Like we were just like, like Caleb Grant was there and like probably a bunch of other locals. But like, I remember we were just like skating like within inches of each other, like every single run and like, like everything, like we all landed bolts, you know what I mean? But it was like, Yeah, just like, it was just like a very switched on session. That was a really good one. Honestly, probably skating Tuna with Max Dubler, Justin Rolo, and Zach Madum was like the first time I met Justin and Zach. We're like now like close friends of mine. But growing up, we always watched like our, like we like would cycle through a couple videos and like one of the ones that was always on was Justin Rolo's Tuna Run. Oh yeah. Yeah. To the Kesha remix.
0: Is that where it goes off in the start of the close straight? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like we would watch that all the time. And like that was like one of the sickest videos. Oh yeah. And so in like I remember like me and Max were like tight and he was in like some like posting some group chat like, oh or like maybe Max did like, Oh, like go and skate, like tuna with like Justin and Zach today if anybody wants to come. And I was like, Yeah, like I'm there. And so I like, met like Justin and Zach and like Skated tune with them, and that I remember that was like pretty, pretty memorable.
0: Sounds epic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, it, like, for like one of the first things I said to Justin was like, "Yeah, like your tune video made me crash so many times because I would like try, <laughs> I would like try to follow his lines and then just like just eat shit and like." Now, like looking back, like I like Justin's video was probably pretty good at the time, but there was definitely like faster or better videos. But like, we just love that one. But I remember saying that to Justin, like, your video made me crash so many times, and he loved it. Like, very into that.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. You got another memory? Um, you got a number three?
1: Probably just like taking a bunch of runs with Seth. There was a while where like I wasn't working. Any sort of like regular job and Seth had a lot of like odd days off where like there's a lot of people like would only skate Saturday and Sunday, but like skating during the week in Malibu was way better because there wouldn't be people hiking and like all this stuff. And it's so like me and Seth would just go and just like smoke tuna lap after tuna lap. And like, I don't know if that's like one specific memory rather than like a period in time, but.
0: Hey, count it. Yeah. I don't blame you. If I lived in LA, I would be at tuna every day. Oh yeah. Like I've heard... I mean, it's a, it's one way downhill. I heard, is, is tuna one way uphill now? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's a fire. So the reason they kept tuna on the can, so it used to be two way. And then the reason they kept, and so like during some, like, I don't know if it was like a wildfire, or, like mudslider, rainstorm, like, ha- like part of the road fell away. And that's like also, and then at some point they like repaved it with slurry seal and stuff, but they kept it open as a way in case the canyons on fire for people to get like out of the canyon, um, rather than like going down Fernwood and then going down, uh, Topanga Canyon, like it was like another exit point. But recently because they've been more concerned with fires, they switched it to one way uphill so that fire trucks could get up there in case of a fire. Cause like, I don't know, like if there's like now like more exit routes or like, if like technology has changed, I think they'd be like better bet to like fight the fire or something like that. But yeah, they actually switched it. So fire trucks can get up. So like not only is there like regular up, up uphill traffic now, it's like also more chance of seeing a fire truck.
0: So it's not a joke. No, that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks ass.
1: Yeah. I mean like, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got it when I did. And like, 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 just happened to move out, and, like, a couple years later, they, like, changed it. And so I'm, like, sad that I never got, like, a last session. But, yeah. I thought that was just a joke. No, I mean, like, like there hasn't really been much media coming out of Tuna recently. And, like, a lot of the stuff that has, like, seems, like, kind of, like, old. And, like, I like hear about people, like, stealing a run every now and then, you know? Like, going at the top, having a car drive around, and then, like, waiting for the car to, like like, pretend to, like, break down or just, like, block traffic or just, like, or, like, even just, like, skating down with the car at the bottom and then being, like, all right, like, two blue cars went up the hill and then you, like, stop and you wait for two blue cars to pass and then you, like, keep skating. So, like, it's still possible to skate,
0: but. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Whew. All right. Um, well, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Yeah. We're gonna get back to LA in a sec, but, uh, yeah. got a segment. It's, uh, road trivia road trivia i'm going to uh i got a little bit of trivia for you here i'm going to see if you can guess the road so here goes
1: well all right so before it's always been nc roads this like still or you said this was some sort of like other
0: this is uh this is a, a little bit different format okay i might give you a clue if you need it okay but um yeah here goes it's also venom themed okay so on venom's page there is a video titled jacko thug life where jacko pushes k rhymes off his line into the bales what road are they on? oh
1: catalina correct on on the bottom right corner yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah hell yeah okay i got another one this is for the listeners um just comment on youtube or instagram if you know there's a throwback Thursday's video of Justin Rolo breaking Zach Madem's ribs. What road are they skating? All right, comment if you know. Thanks for playing. I don't
1: actually know that one.
0: I'm sure someone will get it pretty easily. Yeah. Um, back to back to L.A. So you moved you moved there post college, or I guess towards the end of your college. Yeah. What? When did you kind of filter into, uh, was it the Skate Mansion?
1: No, so it was still Skate House at that point. That was Skate House. Like with the mini ramp and like the like classic Skate House. Um, so when I was there in college, I like was put in like mandatory student housing. That was like so expensive and so shitty. Um, and then I like graduated in like May or June and instead of going home for graduation, I went to Britannia, Danger Bay, and Jake Thrash, mm. in which my mom was very disappointed in me that I didn't go to my college graduation, that she paid a lot of money for me to get a degree. Um,
0: I'm just going to say, before we continue, I went to Pagoda to skip my college graduation. So I think you made a good call.
1: Yeah, we did talk about Pagoda. I was there that was, like, was like the was like the hill I skated all the time. It was like the best hill within an hour drive of my house. But yeah, that's a that's a tough
0: one. So sorry to sorry to cut you off there. I just wanted to just wanted to say you made a good decision.
1: did you drive from Michigan?
0: Absolutely. How far was that? Mm, 14 hours for probably? one
1: for a one day event. Yep. Hell yeah. How'd you do? One and done. <laughs> Incredible dude. So I went, I went to Pagoda. It was, I was st- like. it was during the college semester. So I was still at Ithaca. Me and Jeff chapel drove out and like stayed at Fat Dean's house on the way out there. I won. So they had beginners, like expert, and then like pro class. Mm-hmm. I won the beginner class.
0: Let's fucking
1: go. Yeah. It was like my first race. And like I'd never been to a race before, didn't really know what to expect. There was like probably seven people who were in the beginner class and i like didn't like it was like beginner expert and pro i was like definitely not a pro and i was like i'm in no means an expert but i feel like i'm be kind of like sandbagging the beginner class but like i'm definitely not an expert and so i was like i just enter like beginner class and they like weren't gonna they were gonna start the beginner class from below the first right corner like the only slide corner on the hill and i was like no 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 like what if we like race the slide corner and like convince the event organizers to race like from the same start line and like none of the beginners knew how to slide right like pretty much including me and like i remember in final like there was like it was just semi-finals and finals and in finals we all like kick in and like everybody explodes in the first corner because we're all beginners and don't know how to slide right but i like just grab rail like build the a-frame and just like hold on through the corner like like barely make it through like crawling speed but everybody else crashed and just like took like the victory lap run oh my god and won like a case of red bull i did not know that
0: yeah that's awesome dude yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah. (laughs)
1: um oh yeah so anyway so went to like danger bay jake's rash britannia and then when i came back to la i didn't have any like housing because i wasn't in student housing anymore and i had talked to dubler before I think that was right around the time when I was coming back. He was like going on a skate trip or something. And he was like, Oh, you can like sublet my room. So I sublet his room for like a month or two. And then when he came back, he's like, Hey, you can just like crash on the couch for a little bit while you like figure things things out. And I was like crashing on the couch and then just kinda like talked to everyone there and like kept crashing on the couch for a little bit. And then like someone else went on a skate trip, sublet their room for a month, and then eventually like someone moved out and like a room opened up and then moved into like actual skate house when it was like at the tail end of it and then yeah so i probably moved in there like officially like uh october maybe it's like september october of 2016 okay but like i was like on the couch since probably like june or july
0: very nice how and then i guess it turned into did it go skate what was the order ben was saying so it
1: started a skate shitty apartment which like i have i don't like someone else can talk better about that but i think that was like a two-bedroom apartment that was either like james and louis or like matt k and james or something like that
0: so that's like the first gen yeah okay
1: two-bedroom apartment that they had seven people living in and i think each of the rooms were only one person and then there was like Five people living in the living room with like sheets set up around couches and stuff like that. But crusty, yeah, someone else <laughs> can tell you better about that because I have something wrong there. Um, and then they moved into a skate house, lived there for probably like five years. And then for at our like landlord was like, I'm not going to renew the lease because I'm trying to sell the house, so we had to be out end of the year 2016. And then they, so January 1st, 2017 is when we moved into what is known as skate mansion.
0: Is that kind of in the same area or?
1: Yeah, it was like maybe 10 or 15 minutes away, slightly closer to Tuna and like a much better area. Like there's nothing wrong with where uh, Skate House was, but like this new spot was like a lot more like walkable and just like a cooler, hipper area.
0: Excellent. Who was the, who was all living there when you first moved in? What was the, what was the lineup?
1: So when we first moved in, I mean, it was like fluctuated between like nine and 13 people kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but in the garage, so it was, oh, we're starting in the garage. Yeah. Okay, starting in the okay. garage. It's like, <laughs> I'm like kind of going like clockwise. So in the, or I guess counterclockwise in the garage was Dima who this Russian like street skater and snowboarder who like came to be friends with the group who like great person. Um, and so he was living there. And then his friend and our friend Lucas was also living in the garage. It was a three-car garage with, like, a loft for, like, storage. But there was, like, a window in the loft and stuff. So, like, one person, like... Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah, It was great.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, they both lived in the garage, but they had, like, their own spot. And then Zach Keller lived in another room. And then it was me. And then Danny Mac. And then don't remember who was in one of the closets maybe mike waffle from arizona there was like two closets that people lived in i don't how, how
0: big of a closet are we talking
1: uh about? had a door with like a light switch and like a window window you couldn't open but like you could fit like a twin size mattress with bed frame or you could have a full size mattress on the ground that kind of like tacoed a little bit and then there was like a little bit of like more area like for for your stuff like.
0: So you're walking in and out of someone else's room though.
1: No, no, no it was like a closet to the main room. Oh. Yeah, 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 and like it had its own light switch, like the door locked. They were paying three hundred fifty dollars a month in rent to like be on the west side of Los Angeles, like. Get me in the closet. Yeah. No, it was it was, it was it was good. Um, so I think it was, like I don't remember who exactly was there when we moved in, but I think maybe Mike Waffle, and then uh will humphreys was in the other closet Kay hams was in the back room and then someone was in the loft james five was in the loft
0: Jeez, this is like an army of people
1: yeah and then like shortly like caleb moved into my room with me so i was like plus one person and like zach keller's girlfriend moved in um and just like there was and then like you know someone would come on stay on the couch for like two days that and then they were still there like a month later so like at mm-hmm, any point we mm-hmm. had nine to 13 people living at the house that sounds about right yeah but for the most part people had like their
0: own rooms that's rad yeah and i'm intrigued by this garage loft spot yeah like, i want to i want that set up right yeah
1: now. no it was it was really nice um Oh, fun fact, I just went to Khalil and Zach's house. When we moved in, we, like, went in the backyard. It was, like, actually a really nice house. We, like, went in the backyard, and there was just a bong, like, in the backyard. Did, like, the old tenants had just, like, left there. And that was in January 2017, and, like, they would, like, smoke that bong all the time. Just went to Zach and Khalil's house. Same bong. And they're still still smoking it. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Blessed up moving into Skate Mansion, and they'd still got it.
0: Downhill skaters get one bong and use it for their whole life.
1: I mean, I think it was, I don't know shit about fuck, but I think it was a nice bong.
0: (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Brotherhood of the traveling bong.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, there was also, then, like, at one point, like, Mike moved out and, like, Seth moved in, and, like, he was, like, a pretty, like, key character there. Um, Tool man moved in at some point. There was, like, a good, like rotating cast of characters it's like i think it's still in the family but it's all longboard dancers now and i think oh, like, okay yeah because at some point like there's an open room and there's like a longboard dancer mark Ponce, who worked at loaded and like he needed a place to stay and so then he like moved into an open room there and then like another room opened up and like one of his friends needed a spot and so it slowly transformed into like a longboard dance house and
0: then wow
1: yeah so I think it's still in the family, but I don't even know if I would know anybody who lives there.
0: Dang. Quite the motley crew. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of names are recognized too. That's that's pretty rad. Yeah. Um I kinda wanted to circle back to tuna. Yeah. For a second while we're riffing on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riffing on California. I wanted to bring up your your uh video on Venom. Yeah. Of you in the uh tracksuit
1: track suit speed suit track suit
0: speed suit what was that what was the inspiration for that um
1: (laughs) so i like would talk a lot of shit on the internet back in the day and like it started talking a lot of shit on people's tuna runs because like they would like grip a bunch of stuff or like take like like really cool lines but they would be in like baggy ass clothes and like not tucking and stuff and it's like yeah like for sure you like did that cool thing but you were going slow as hell um and so i was like i got the idea for it like a like couple years before i filmed the video but i was like i'm not gonna tuck this straight in a speed suit like that's horrifying and so i like tried to get dex to film it because like dex is a goblin and very good at skating too and i was like dex you should do this it would be really sick and he was like yeah like would be really sick you should do it and i was like nah mm. and then like eventually enough time had passed and i like really wanted to film a tuna video but like, i needed it to be like like i couldn't just take like downhill hands down race lines because like that video had been filmed a bunch of times so it was like i gotta like do do something
0: gotta up the annie a little bit yeah
1: and so i was like i i guess i guess i gotta do that
0: dude i re that recently um like you rip off the pants and shirt first off i'm like when I first watched it, I'm like, why is he wearing such baggy clothing? Dude, and that was the that was like that was like the
1: whole point. I was like being like you know, like that was kinda of, yeah, I was like trying to kind of talk shit like through filming that video and it totally worked because there's like some of the comments on the video was like, Oh, like yeah, like obviously like nice baggy clothing is like easy line to take and stuff like that. Like did you that. not watch the end? Yeah, I was like <laughs> commenting halfway through and I was like, Hell yeah, like so stuff that like got people with it.
0: Well, you're like Entering the open straight and you're in the speed suit and you're like already mo- you're at the top of the straight and you're already
1: mocking. Dude, me. one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life, it was horrifying.
0: You nail the uh you nailed the left slide going into closed straight though. Yeah. I was you. like biting my fingernails. It's like, yeah. dude, things can go very wrong right there. Yeah, in
1: my head, that did not look like that at all. I was just like, I barely made it through, like thought I barely made it through, and I like watched the footage like damn, that actually looks really good
0: kind of nailed it bro
1: yeah thank you yeah so i was really really stoked on that um fun fact about the speed suit that was seth mckinney's that he got at a thrift store for like 15 dollars just kind of as like a bit oh he was like at a thrift store when like the whole speed suit thing was like popping off and saw one for like 15 bucks i was like yeah why not and he bought that and then that's what i wore down tuna who dropped that off
0: at a thrift store i'm wondering <laughs>
1: And it was like wasn't even like a goodwill. It was like one of, it was a Plato's Closet, like one of like the curated stores. So like like someone got paid probably like four dollars to like sell that to Plato's Closet, and Plato's Closet was like yep, like this is gonna sell, and like someone will buy this. Or maybe it was, wasn't Buffalo. It was maybe like Buffalo Exchange or something. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Ben was making the remark that p- potentially the only speed suit run down tuna ever. Probably. Like I can't recall anyone else that's done that
1: yeah wouldn't wouldn't recommend it i like wobbled in the straight twice
0: dude you were gaining speed <laughs> yeah at a rapid rate
1: yeah it was no good
0: Do you still have the suit
1: no it was, it was seth's oh. i, like, I wore, wore it that was the first and only time i ever wore the speed suit
0: yeah worth it
1: yeah like i uh practiced ripping off the pants like in front of the house on a cruiser board a couple of times and then like went and filmed the run
0: I also came across that just like a two-second clip of you yeah. ripping the pants off, like, yeah, yeah, down the hill, yeah. The pra- practice, yeah. I'll yeah. link. I'll link that yeah. in the show notes whenever this yeah. comes out. People want to yeah. see. So I actually
1: tried to film a tuna video before that, like a couple years earlier, and like just like a regular tuna video, and ate so much shit into like the first chicane and like like i'll show you the clip after this like ended up like upside down and stuff and it was awful and just got in the car and rode down the hill and was like and then like put it on ice for like the idea of filming a tuna run for a couple years well it's worth the wait yeah i think it worked out well
0: i love that all right i'm gonna shift gears a little bit here got another guest question i'm gonna throw at you this one's from ashley weinkoff here goes
3: hey austin ashley here just got a couple questions for you first being what is something that the european mind simply cannot comprehend um curious to hear your answer to that one and do you have any good facebook memories for today um would love to hear what you were up to in 2009 if that's possible love you bye
1: Um, so me and Ashley have been, uh, every day checking our Facebook memories and sharing them back and forth. And for some reason, 2009, I was posting like three statuses a day. Um, and like 50% of them were about sleep. Like, can't wait to go to sleep later. Or like, man, I'm so tired today. Why do I have to go to school? Um, I already checked my Facebook memories today. It was like some lyrics to some song that I don't remember. It was nothing very interesting. Mm um dude the european mind can't comprehend a banked corner like they have like (laughs) they have like they have like dropping corners sometimes but like no corners where like it's actually banked through the corner and like i was just blowing lane on so many corners when i first got there because i'd like go in deep to the corner like thinking you'd do a little slide and the corner like hug you around it and like
0: do a little work for you at the yeah. end. Yeah, it was
1: more like the California mind can't comprehend a flat corner. <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, European mind can't comprehend a hay bale, apparently. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there's all. Once we like start talking about Europe, I'll I'll throw a couple more in there once I remember them.
0: Hell yeah! Well, I mean, I mean we're here. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into your uh European experience this year yeah so uh you went out with you ashley and ben was that
1: me ashley ben and micah g
0: oh yeah micah too yeah yeah, 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 yeah. sick crew
1: yeah it was a all-star crew we went out so the four of us were there for a, a month and then ashley and micah left and then me and ben and some other friends continued for another month so me and ben were out there for like two months ashley and micah were out there for like a month
0: What was your first... Where'd you go first?
1: Um, So we flew into Prague in Czech Republic or Chesnia, whatever. It's got a bunch of names. Um, In hopes of going to Kozakoff, but Kozakoff got canceled. Um, And so then we pretty much immediately drove to the French Alps. We were going to go to the Pyrenees from there, which would have been like a 24 hour drive or like 18 or something like that. Um, but it was going to be raining in the Pyrenees and a bunch of our friends were in the French Alps. So we went there, skated Col de Zouard, which is like, there's a hundred gigabytes of footage on the internet of people skating that road this summer. Got very clapped out, but understandably so. It was a great road. I know like Harry and Mitch and a bunch of them you can camp at the bottom, camp at the bottom of that road for like seven to 10 days and would skate like probably 16 runs a day for 10 days straight.
0: Good Lord. Yeah. You can just, just post up on the side of the road.
1: Um, there's like a campsite at the bottom and then you would like, you'd skate it and then you'd wake up. Harry would wake everybody up. We called it champ camp cause Harry world champ. Um, Harry would wake everybody up at 6.30 a.m. by clinging two glass bottles together, like clink, 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 clink. And then we'd all wake up, drive up the hill, skate runs until probably like 8.30 when a bunch of cars started driving up the hill, like tourist stuff. And then we would like go back to camp at the bottom of the road, like sleep, eat some food, do some crossword puzzles, like go to the river, hang out. And then around like 6 p.m., we would drive back up and skate runs until sunset until like we couldn't look like, until it was dark out nice yeah and so like we i think we're only there for like three days but like some of them were there for like seven to ten they like, did like like 800 kilometers of his ward or something like that they like did Good the they Lord. did the math and it was like twisted
0: you're talking about puzzle games i noticed someone did you have a chess board yeah with you yeah
1: i was playing a lot of chess
0: who's like the chess who's the chess champ in the in the squad,
1: um I was winning most games.
0: All right, you're a chess player, you're, you're-
1: but like I'm not good at chess. Like I've been playing with now, like me and Sean Wilkinson play a decent amount, and like he beats me most of the time. And like I have a couple other friends I play with, and like they beat me most of the time. I'm not good at chess, but I like just happen to be
0: just good enough to win most of the games. I love that. I like to play some chess. I got I got a chess board. Yeah, I'm super down like yeah we'll have to play sometime yeah um yeah and then good, good thing to bring on the road
1: yeah it was like a little travel chess set um it was good to good to have um Jevins was telling me last year he brought a travel catan set that oh yeah
0: that's how people get in fights yeah people aren't friends F yeah that, okay? no no, no, no.
1: <laughs> but he forgot that so we just had chess and then uh tim white brought a bunch of crossword puzzles but australian style like cryptic crosswords which are like a whole like mind fuck kind of thing, not like regular crosswords. So we were like spending a lot of time doing those. Amazing.
0: Getting your, getting your brain right, getting some good brain yeah. activity yeah. in between runs. Yeah. I
1: got a good dopamine somehow.
0: So, uh, what was your trajectory after, after kind of hitting that, Af- that zone?
1: After champ camp, we, I think we went straight to new Senna after that, which was like one of the, couple races. So originally when we first went to Europe, me and Ben had been like scheming this for a while. We were like the two things were not missing in Europe is Kozakoff and Vulcan and they both didn't happen. So we were kind of like, all right, like what else is happening? So there's a WDSC race, New Sena, which like looked really cool. Like the track had a couple hairpins and like a couple fast sections and registration was like a hundred and thirty dollars for four days. So we were like Stow? Yeah, exactly. We we're like, yeah, like why not? And then, like talking to other people, like everybody was going to that, so we pulled up to that next, and it was like appropriately a huge shit show. Um,
0: I heard a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you wanna Do you wanna elaborate? What was your experience?
1: Um, my experience uh, was hilarious. Um, so, like the WDSC, similar to other like other like the IDF and uh the IGSA like is doesn't like now it's kind of starting but like they're just a sanctioning body um they like didn't organize the race they just like provided like brackets and timing maybe not even they didn't even provide timing they provide brackets and like a bunch of like live stream media coverage but like the event organizer was like super stressed and like all over the place so they like it was like a weird thing where like the event organizer was like the one responsible for closing the road. But then WDSC was like sending riders down from the start line. And there's like a whole bunch of like miscommunication there and stuff. And it was like, I don't know. And so that was on race day, but the day before Saturday, it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on Saturday, I hit an exposed guardrail. I was going like pretty slow and, like, I was, like, totally fine, skated the rest of the run, but was, like, very salty that I hit an exposed guardrail on, like, a World Cup track. And, like, like they didn't, like, there's protection there. The European mind can't comprehend the well-protected course, which, like, I know actually isn't even true, because, like, I've seen, like, videos of, like, Kozakoff, which looks like it has hay bales down the entire thing and looks, like, perfect. But, like, mm-hmm. of the couple events I went to in Europe, like course protection was severely lacking but registration was also dirt cheap but like that I'd rather pay more to get um but they had a couple hay bales they had wood pallets like vertically and like stakes behind them to like hold them up and like sometimes that was your protection to like not go off a cliff
0: a wood pallet yeah
1: a wood pallet with like a stake behind it holding it upright
0: so you're going to like smash into Wood,
1: which you'll 100% break a wood pallet if you hit it with any speed,
0: yeah, with your like arm or yeah. legs, yeah,
1: or like you'll oh get it like gosh. in between. And like sometimes they had a hay bale in front of it, often they did not. Um, and they also had a bunch of hay bales like directly on guardrails, which like you need a little bit of a gap kind of thing. Um, and then the pro- majority of the protection was mattresses, like not like ski pads, like legitimate, like you go to like the dumpster behind the Goodwill and there's like four mattresses that have been sitting out there in the rain and like have stains on them. They put those on the guardrail as protection.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And so like, I imagine if you like hit a guardrail through a mattress, like it wouldn't really do that much in the first place you'd still be hitting like thing about hay bales they like move slightly when you hit them which like they're heavy and so they like damp and like they're kind soft not soft but like you hit them and then they move and like that's what kind of stops you yeah but if you would put a mattress directly on a guardrail you'd still just be hitting an immovable object it just have like six inches of foam on it
0: yeah it's like the energy force is just you're hitting yeah you set it yeah and stationary object yes and that's not good
1: no and so they had like a bunch of mattresses and like even if you have two mattresses like butted up perfectly against each other if you hit that seam you're just hitting an exposed guardrail you know what i mean like oh yeah like i mean if you're hitting the center of the mattress you're basically still hitting exposed guardrail but like if you hit hit the seam or like six inches on either side like there's not enough like stuff there
0: and you're so gonna, no, you're gonna split it open
1: yeah and so yeah. they didn't they weren't even like butting up against each other they had like gaps in the mattresses and so i hit like like in a slide corner, I like didn't slide enough, and then like washed on the exit because I had too much speed, and like hit and ex- fully exposed, like in between, like in between two mattresses that were like two or three feet apart. Um, got wow, yeah, got to the top of the hill, was very upset, um, and had no faith in the event organizer. Really, like he was stressed out, like yelling at people, going off, and so I was like talked to Harry and I was like, yo, has who like at this point, like the event organizer and the WDSC was like leaning on has so much. It was like comedic. Like we were making the joke that it was like Harry's first event that he threw kind of thing. Cause like when it came to like race day and qualifying, like he was basically in charge. Um and he did great. Like has is a great person, great friend. Um and I went up was like yo, like dude I just like hit a guard like what what's up with that? He's like, you should go talk to somebody. Like I like that's unacceptable. I agree with you. So I went up to some of the WDSC and was like, yo, like, why the fuck did I just hit an exposed guardrail? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, damn, that's crazy. Um, And then we, like, started arguing a bit. And, like, whether or not someone hit an exposed guardrail or not, like, the course was just not safe. Um, And basically, and then, like, we had an interaction where I said, Is this an acceptable level of safety for a WDSC event? And then um, I don't remember if I was talking to Salim or Will Stevenson. There's like three people involved, like main people. Salim, I don't know his last name, might be Salim, is like how you pronounce it. Will Stevenson, Chris McBride. I was talking to, I think, Salim and Chris McBride, or Salim and Will Stevenson. I don't remember who was like actually saying the things. I was like, is this an acceptable level of safety for a WDSC event? And they said, no. And then I said, okay, so why is it still happening? And they said, because we've put a lot of money into the event this far. And that's when I just like put my hands up and walked away. Like they just like so clearly said that they value riders or they value money over rider safety.
0: Jeez, dude.
1: Yeah. And so then like we had some whole like meeting with like everybody at the race and like, me and the WDC yelled at each other back and forth a little bit. And like, we ended up like in a vote, like, should this race still happen? Like, of course, like everyone voted for the race to still happen. Like, which I knew was going to happen. And like, wasn't necessarily like trying to cancel the event, just trying to like put some pressure on them to do better. And that was on Saturday. And so we had a whole vote. Should the race be canceled? And like, everyone voted, no, it should still happen. Um, And like throughout this entire conversation, it was just like, with like the riders and the WDSC, like the event organizer, like wasn't really even there. Um, and then on Sunday, there was like a bunch of miscommunication with like the event organizer shutting down the road, but WDSC dropping, like sending riders and like things were getting super rushed. At one point, someone on the walkie like said like, hold riders, like there's a yellow flag. We got to clean up like these like mattresses or whatever. And the event organizer was like, no, like we don't have time. Just send them. And it's like shit like that was happening. And then eventually it was like getting like way too stressful. Um, and like very rushed and like, that's how something like catastrophic happens. And a lot of people there were at Rio in 2018 when Alison Pastrana got hit by a motorcycle on course and died. Um, and a lot of people there were like, this is like reminding me like way too much of that. And so that's when WDSC pulled sanctioning and like race got canceled. And then like another race, like still happened like afterwards, but without the WDSC like involved at all.
0: So that's what it took. It took, they still, rider safety is bad, still doing it. But then Sunday, the realization, like, this is actually super bad. Yeah. I heard, was there, like, a truck or something or, like, a car? Oh, there's the some Yeah. And so, like,
1: when, like, everything was going down, the WDSC had one of their vans parked in between lockups. So, like, there's, like, a lockup at the top of the road, lockup at the bottom of the road um for cars and they had a van parked like in between the two lockups it was like on the race course it was like past the finish line off the road but it was like it was in between lockups and the event organizer who's like job it is to throw the event and shut the road down was like hey you need to move your van uncool it's in between lockups and they're like no it's fine it's like off the road like no one's gonna hit it and like they're like they're like pretty right about that but like that doesn't matter like if someone's gonna hit it or not like having a van in between lockups if the person running the event says it's unacceptable is like unacceptable and like they didn't want to move it and the event organizer wanted them to move it and that's kind of when everything fell apart and so there was never like a car like driving up the hill during an event during a race or anything like that it was like that's an, good yeah. yeah it was like a parked car but like i mean and the event organizers in wdc were like beefing so hard like after after the meeting we had on saturday where like people were like voting to like cancel it or not cancel it or whatever like after that whole thing where you voted to like hold the race like the event organizer like came in front of all the riders like just like yelling like fuck the wdsc like this is my race we're gonna throw the race you guys want a race like we're doing it kind of thing oh my he gosh. was he's was a very funny character like i love him kind of as a bit but like i'm not ever trying to go to one of his events again um <sighs> great memory from so we staged at the top of the we staged at the top of the course where there wasn't like it was like cliff on one side and like guardrail on the other so you just had to like stage your shit like in the road Mm -hmm. and so like naturally we like spill out into the road and there's like not really a lane for traffic to get by and he's trying to drive by and harry is like laying in the road And he's, and he's like, Harry, get out of the way. And Harry's like, you can get through, like, there's fine. And like, he could get through, but there's like this much space on either end, you know what I mean? And like, you can't see that in a car. And so, and he like drives to the start line, like parks and like comes like fuming back towards Harry. And like, he's like a, he's like a middle-aged, like short Italian man, like there's like steam coming out of his ears he's wearing these red slides where like, if this is the slide, his toes are so far over the edge. They're like gripping the sandal kind of thing. Like uh, oh, I can picture. this yeah, Perfect. Yeah. He's like storming and he's like, Harry Clark, like this is my house. And Harry's like, what you live here, like on the road. And he's like, Harry Clark, you are the world champion of my balls. And like, we like, it was the quote of Euro tour. Um, and like, that's just like, that was like the energy of the event organizer. You know what I mean?
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: And he had some like, he had some like assistants helping him that did like, the kind of like held it together. um, And it like, wasn't necessarily like all bad, but like the whole event like was a shit show. Oh, and the best part about it was they raced, WDC raced uh, a race in 2022, like TST which was thrown by the same event organizer. Mm-hmm. Apparently that was a huge shit show. I wasn't there. I don't know. It's just what I heard. Like that was a huge shit show, but like went off. And then after that, the WDSC was like, we're never coming to one of his events again. And then 2020, but then they did. But then they did. And then it got canceled. and It was a huge shit show.
0: I mean, that's such a bummer. Like I would be so bummed if I traveled that far. Yeah. For an event. First off, you show up and two of the main events you want to go to are canceled.
1: Yeah. I mean, luckily we knew they were both canceled like before. So, but yeah, it was a bummer. Yeah.
0: And then you segue into a new event and it turns south. Yeah. Like, I just think that even if one person that's competing isn't okay with the road, something needs to be done.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like... I've been in situations like that before, like and usually it's like people have been like, okay, let's if we can get like two hundred bucks. Yeah, that happened together. At, is that Killington? Yeah, Killington. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get more bales if everyone yeah. throws in like five bucks or something. Yeah. Cool, no big deal. Yeah, um yeah, dude. Rider safety first. How are you supposed to pin it one hundred and ten percent down a road knowing that you could get maimed, like you could be, yeah, seriously injured
1: yeah i mean and like luckily nobody was like seriously injured besides like a couple i'm sure there's like a dislocated shoulder like a broken ankle but that's gonna happen even with the best protected course
0: yeah you know that's that's normal stuff yeah
1: so like everybody (laughs) was fine and i'm like super glad and like everything like that but it was yeah and like they were like oh like okay like what corners need more protection and like harry like worked with them and like walked through the course was like you need more protection here here here, and here but they like didn't have any more available. So they were just like moving it from other places kind of thing. Mm. So. Wow. But some of the people there were like, oh, this amount of course protection is fine. And I was like, so all right. Like maybe, maybe I'm just being like a loud American. I don't know. It might just be me, but I hit an exposed guardrail and felt unsafe. So.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I respect your, your thoughts too on it because you've been to a lot of events too. And if you're like, Hey, this is, yeah, you know, that's, I think that definitely says something. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I was really looking forward to watching the live stream. Like, I was just, like, clicking refresh, clicking yeah. refresh. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah,
1: yeah so the, even better, they, like, like travel there. Like, WDSC had, like, tons of staff there and, like, cameras in, like, a lot of corners. And they had a fiber optic, like, K, like... In, like internet cable whatever line running from like to each camera to the top of the hill whatever so they could like get the feed like live stream it and broadcast it and i don't know if this was intentional or not but the event organizer ran over the fiber optic cable with his car and those cables are very fragile and like in like just broke like the cable just like got squished and just did not work so they couldn't use their cameras and like again like he might have just been like turning around and like wheels went a little off the road or their cable was coiled up i don't know i'm not saying anything i just like but then they like couldn't use their cameras and then they just they had like two drones so they were like so So that's why yeah okay
0: because i was watching it it's just like drone shot kicking in like the first corner and then yeah
1: nothing. yeah and then like there was too much tree coverage and like the drone wasn't like giving good signal back and then like at the very end they had a second drone you would like pick up at the very end sometimes Oof. but like yeah like, we <coughs> sent i think all but like there was like a round of i think it was like a bracket of 64 and we sent all but the last like three to five heats so like some like a lot of people like kicked into the race seats before they like pulled the plug. Remember like Josh was like stand Josh Evans was like standing on the starting line for like an hour, just like why like mm. what's going kind of thing. And so they like had sent people and you know, were like trying to do it, but like just had the drones which like didn't work super well because their fiber optic cable had been sabotaged.
0: Damn, that's a bummer, man. I yeah. mean, was there was there any positives out of the event did you did you make any any good memories still there yeah or, like yeah
1: m- like made, met a bunch of people like the campground um or they not the event campground but there was like a like a nicer campground like not that far away that we stayed at that was like super cool and like like met a lot of like the other racers there and like europe and stuff that like i hadn't met before um and like i don't know anytime you're at like a race like of that high caliber like You like learn so much just like being around like world champions and stuff like that and like yeah we had uh so on race day race got canceled and like a race like still happened afterwards but it was without wdsc sanctioning and so like not that many people raced it um and we all went to like the nice campground which had a pool and we all just like were middle schoolers in a pool for an afternoon Sick. we were like playing like uh <laughs> like doing like chicken fights and we were trying to build like a pyramid in the pool. And, oh like, hell yeah. Dude, we were playing Marco Polo. It was like it was so fun. <laughs> it was like those were like really good memories.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Silver lining. Yeah. And like it still was still in Europe. Yeah.
1: Know? Yeah, it was like still in Europe, still having a great time like um I like was not skating that course very well, so I like wasn't going to do well at the race, so it was kind of like whatever. Um and, like, it was nice to, like, I have, like, a lot of my thoughts about the WDSC, but it was, like, good to, like, be at one of their events and, like, like talk to the people there and, like, see what they're about and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, I think there's some things. I, I do like that they're trying to do the live stream thing. Yep. I mean, it got, you know, someone ran over the cable, but I yeah. think that's a cool thing to be doing. I mean, especially just for... People that are in it, but for fans, like yeah, that's, for sure. I mean, it's cool as shit to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe the maybe the budget needs to be a little bit adjusted and scaled towards safety, and maybe yeah, pulled a little off which, things like that.
1: Which again, like they're when that was happening, they were just the sanctioning body. So they weren't really like in charge of like throwing the event and stuff, but like, they still need to have some sort of practice in place that makes sure this course is safe before they arrive and everything. And now they're kind of like with these like Turkey races, they're throwing, they're the ones like hosting them kind of things. Like they have a lot more control and stuff. And like, there's like, there's some stuff that they're like doing well and like some stuff I agree with. Like there's like potential for them to make a lot of money, which i have like thoughts about but in order to have sustainability like in skateboarding you need to have money behind it like yeah if you look at mary hill like dino makes money off of mary hill as he should because he's like throwing a like really good event every year um and like mary hill happens like year after year after year and like kozakov with the exception of last year happened like every year for like years in a row because, yeah. because and like it looked like a sick event because the guy yeah. like made money off of it and like that's good that's how we have consistency that's how we have sustainability <sighs> if you look at like mike gerard through like some of the sickest events on the east coast but like was never breaking like was like barely breaking even and like stopped doing it understandably so because he was putting in hours and hours and hours and getting like throwing sick events and having great parties and stuff but like Eventually, you need something more than that. So, like, how yeah, does the end
0: justify the means if you're an yeah. event organizer? Like, yeah.
1: So, I'm here for people making money on skateboard events. Like, oh, yeah. They should.
0: Yeah. We're definitely like, I mean, we're certainly in like the free ride era of events, yeah, too. It seems for sure. like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are at GRC, but I mean, I think like 180
1: ish. Yeah.
0: Like, that's, that's how many people need to be at events. Yeah. Like, to, To turn, to turn some, a profit.
1: Yeah. And like, hopefully once you turn a profit or even before that, like the course is safe enough, you have like good practice where like you're getting a lot of runs and your volunteers are getting paid. I think that's a huge one is like paying course workers, paying volunteers.
0: Yeah. Good volunteers too, that know what they're doing are like so valuable.
1: Make a huge difference.
0: Huge difference. Like you really want people that know what they're doing Yeah, on course and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think also picking roads that are just generally going to be safer, like yep. let's say like sliding corner that just has a pull off or something that doesn't even have guardrail. Yeah. To begin with, yeah. like you could slide like 20 yards off the road and not hit anything. Yeah. Like I think maybe looking at certain roads like, hey, that's going to be a issue no matter what. Like yeah. maybe we shouldn't even throw an event here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think like I like also like talking to people after the event. I like don't trust skaters to be like, was this a good event or not? Cause like, was this a good event or not? Like you skated like a sick closed road and had like a great time partying with your friends. You're going to be like, yeah, that was sick. But like trusting someone who actually like looked at the event and was like, all right, like, did we get a good amount of runs? Were they in like a, like were they run efficiently? Was there like everything we needed is like, I think a lot harder to determine if like an event was good or not. And I think it's a lot more than just like, did you have fun skateboarding? And I think like, honestly, one of the best ways to determine that is talk to the volunteers and like ask the volunteers, like their experiences and stuff. And like, yeah. Cause like, like you said, like they can make or break an event.
0: 100%. Good. U-Haul drivers too. Oh my Dude, gosh. At That's year, like,
1: yeah. At GRC, like, I mean, like, you're like the corners are like so steep and banked and dropping it's like it's like so hard to get a U-haul up there that like you're like kind of like falling out the back and like like flying around and i drove in cactus i took rides in cactus kevin's u-haul best u-haul i've ever ridden in he was like like i don't know what that dude's got but like he was driving on like so perfect around the corners like like honestly i was like surprised where like after I ran on my first cactus Kevin U Haul, I only went on his U Haul the rest of the event.
0: Yeah, you, you find the good driver and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like last year Bailey Weinkoff was one of the drivers and I'm yeah. like, I'm only going in Bailey's. Yeah. Okay. He he was actually getting up the hill so efficiently and safely. Like we were we were the lead, he was a lead U Haul. We got to the top of the hill so much quicker that like Khalil thought that like we were all up there. It was like, No, there's still two more U Hauls. I haven't even got up here. Like that Sick. big of a gap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Shout out to volunteers at yeah. skate events.
1: Yeah, y'all do good work and should be paid.
0: You also went to uh K and K? Yeah. Was that the next stop?
1: Yeah. Um we went and skated a couple open roads. We skated um Paso Giao in Italy, which was like the Louis P fourteen minute raw run video. Mm which was like really cool to skate.
0: Check that one off the yeah, list.
1: absolutely. Yeah. That was cool. Um, and then we went and skied this like other road in Italy. That was like so sick. And like Micah G, we just like found it on Google Maps. Who, like never knew, like wouldn't know, like didn't know if it was going to be skatable or not. We'd like looked at the pavement, and, like sussed it out. We're, like it's probably going to be cool. And we like show up and there's like a free campground at the bottom that had like a gazebo and like river access and like all this stuff. Like this is sick. And then we're like hanging out in the campground. And we see like a van with like a free break sticker on it. And we're like, what's up with that? And like, we were like just talking to someone else at the campground. Like, Oh, like what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we're like, like, Oh, we're going to skate down this road. They're like, Oh, like, so are those guys over there. And we like go over and there's like other skaters already there. And we like talk to them. They're like, how do you guys know about this road? And we're like, Mike is like, "I, I don't know. We just like found it on Google maps. And they're like, sick, let's like skate tomorrow. And then we like, took a bunch of sick roads it's like an a-frame there's like a fast like sicko side and like a slightly like slower like easier side and like took a bunch of really really good runs wow
0: yeah. that's great minds think alike
1: yeah and then from there we went to k and k but that road is where i hit my first guardrail.
0: was this the video at, yeah. that jack sent me yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you good from that yeah. Just a little shook up, maybe. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna put some new foam in my helmet, but Good call. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Was that your first time at KK?
1: First time first time in Europe, so yeah. Yeah. Dude, KK was awesome. It's like a really well thrown event. It is like safe. It is dialed. Like no notes on K and K.
0: It looks like the road's pretty dang wide.
1: It's so wide. It can like hold like similar, like much different road than GRC, but like similar spec where you can just kind of like push in with a pack and like, it'll just work out. Just works out. Yeah.
2: We're so like, cool. Yeah.
0: That's when I've always been like, man, I really, if I ever go to Europe, I gotta go. Yeah.
1: That one's like sick too. Cause once you get to that, like it's like based around a basic like hotel, once you get to that hotel, you like don't need anything else the entire week. Like, From that, that hotel has your lodging, like you can camp or get a hotel room. Even if you're camping, has showers, like hot water, has meals that you can buy. And then from the hotel, they bus you to the hill. You can skate the hill all day. There's food available at the hill. And then they bus you back to the hotel where the party happens, like on the hotel grounds.
0: Hospitality.
1: Yeah. It was like, like
0: all time event. That's, that's, uh, that's all time, dude. Yeah. We're going to take a quick moment to talk about stunt beer. Life's too short to simply sip a beer when you could be stunting it. From beer cocky to mukbangs to stunt staffs, there's no limit to what you can do. We're all put on this planet to send it and nurture it. So get litigated, even get creative. There could be big prizes coming your way. Send in your stunts to stuntbeer on Instagram to get featured today. Okay, so what was that other event you went to? bocolic
1: there was after k and k we went to an event called lemonique lemonique free ride in france okay um which it like rained most days we got a couple dry runs and i did not want to skate in the rain so i didn't really skate that much um that event uh sick road also not much protection um (laughs)
0: seeing a common theme here yeah
1: but that was cool you could like skate from the finish line to the campground which you always love
0: always a plus
1: um and then we went to this like free ride race called bucolic in switzerland which didn't have a single hay bale had mattresses or not mattresses had like ski foam mats kind of thing but no hay bales lots of exposed guardrail cool road though yeah 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 it was cool yeah the like, uh one of the event organized they like tried to make like round robin brackets using chat GPT. Um mm. and there was like five a new, new take? Yeah, there's supposed to be like five like round robin heats and there was people who were racing the same like three people in every single one of their heats with just like one different person. <laughs> and we were all kinda like, yeah, you know, like this is kinda whack and then the dude running the brackets like had a dummy spit and like frisbee'd an ipad which was pretty cool to see um like through like a skateboard that i'm pretty sure like hit a child or something like that um and then mitch thompson was like all right like if you want to race let me know and then we just like mitch like threw a race huh yeah
0: sounds like pretty fun to experience
1: yeah it was like (laughs) i mean it was like low stakes you know it was like not that many people were there like we weren't really expecting all that much. It was it was a good time. I had had fun like hanging out with the people there. They were like the Mitch through the race and then su- su- subsequently subsequently through a sick party afterwards cuz there wasn't they like the ra- organized like didn't have a party organized for after race day, so Mitch was like fuck it, like I'm throwing the party. And we all had like, a great time. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: What was like your what was like your uh favorite road you hit like what was top for you for the for the trip
1: um isward was definitely up there um and which is in the French Alps that road I was telling you about with the campsite at the bottom in Italy that one was like huge and then there's like a couple roads in the French Pyrenees which were like really good
0: seems like the zone
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i st- mean
0: the stuff i saw y'all post and i was like that looks unreal
1: yeah it was like i mean anywhere you go there's like sick hills so i'm like luckily lucky to have two months there where we like were able to hit a bunch of different spots and not just like stay in the french alps or not just stay in like the italian dolomites so
0: looks like you will had a had a time i was living vicariously Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah every day yeah
1: yeah i mean there's like so many hills that didn't get to skate that i want to go back to like didn't get to go to austria which like harry says one of his top three hills maybe the best hill he's ever skated in the world is in austria so gotta go back
0: gotta go back man yeah gotta do it gotta do it while you can you know yeah Yeah. these knees aren't lasting forever that's for sure kind of wanted to circle back a little bit um to wdsc kind of stuff um yeah i know you're posting some things being a little vocal about uh you know Inclusivity, and it kind of looked like the women's side of racing was pretty limited. Yeah, for attendance, uh, kind of what, kind of wanted to know your thoughts on yeah
1: that. So I think WC like hasn't like hasn't made many like announcements, or like we all all don't really like know super what's going on. If you're in some like exclusive group chats, I'm sure you know more, but I'm not a part of those. Um, so. WC I think moving forward is going to like limit the amount of riders who are like eligible to race. Like it's going to be like for like open or I don't know if it's going to be open or men's, but it's going to be like 32 people and they like, they choose like 28 people. And then there's kind of like four wild cards, um, which like I'm actually kind of like can kinda agree with that in some sense. Like the top premier level racing shouldn't also be for beginners or like intermediate people where I think like, the eventually that organizing body like should do things like help foster growth and like new people coming into the sport. But like fostering growth could also be like making sick race media to get people excited to go to like their local races. Yeah. So like, I'm like not against like putting rider caps and also makes events more manageable, especially with the focus on media and stuff. But so for, I think their numbers for men's or open is like 32 and then men's luge is 16 women's skateboard is eight and women's luge is four.
0: That's, uh, yikes. yowza.
1: Yeah. And they, like, I like talked to them about, it. I talked to Will Stevenson about it. Who's like, he always, like he like said to me, he's like, if you ever have any problems, like hit me up. Like I'm always down to talk. So, and like, he like said that to like other people, like he was like, and if anybody else like needs to talk, like, so like Will Stevenson with WDC, I like, Will like, if anybody out there's got beef like DM him he was pretty responsive to me um but I, like talked to him I was like yo like why only like eight women and he was like well like because we like don't really have like a good turnout at our races like in the women's division and like I don't know this like made up a bunch of um uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say um they're just not being super inclusive they're like not really Seemingly focusing much on women's racing um, and don't really, I don't know, like seem like they, I don't know the right way to word this. Um, I think there's a lot more they could be doing to be inclusive for women and non-binary people in racing.
0: I don't see why you wouldn't just make it 32. 32 yeah like the open class Why?
1: yeah it's a great question i mean and like they said like we just don't have enough like people showing up to our races and i was like okay well like the women are there like there's like 35 people or something like at world roller games in argentina 35 women and like there's like more women out there in the world and like obviously that's one race rather than like a circuit and stuff like that but it was like i like talked to them and, like had a, some old conversation at the end of it like you i was like Cool. Like, I see you're like having a desire to like include more women and stuff, but like, women still aren't going to show up to your event, and like, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself why.
0: And that's not a good place to start. I mean, that's, no, that's not helping.
1: Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but they're... yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, I just wanted to touch on it because I think it's. I mean, I think it's pretty dumb. I mean. Like I do like I, I do agree with you, like thirty two people, yeah, let's kinda cut out. Like you gotta you gotta be like really fucking good. Yeah. To get in. Like kinda there's gonna be more media, be easier to get people up the hill. Yeah. Get things moving faster, but why not just make it thirty two and thirty two and um I don't know, I feel like Luge I mean why is Luge getting sixteen versus four? That's insane too. Yeah. I mean I'm not Is there even sixteen men's losers? Yeah, there are. There's a lot of men's losers.
1: Okay. I mean, and especially associated with the WDSC because it's like three people running it. One of them has no knowledge or experience in skateboarding, and then the other two are men losers. So like the like I think the luge scene is like pretty tapped into the WDSC. I and see. All right. And like I'm not calling for like less losers or anything like that. They can have whatever numbers they want to have. I don't know.
0: We love we love our losers.
1: I'm not gonna I love some specific uh, losers. Some, yeah, some <laughs> <Yeah. of them. laughs> um But I don't know shit about losing and like I don't know much about lose racing, so I'm like not really touching on that, you know? But like Yeah, I don't know. There's like there's enough women to make up a bracket who wanna race at a high level, but they're like not showing up, and they're showing up to races. They're just not showing up to WDSC races, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that.
0: Yeah, I think there's parallels going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just you know wanted to touch on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With yeah, um, because you know I haven't been to one of their events. and I've only seen what I've seen. Yeah. You know, on the internet and stuff. Don't waste so. your money. I probably won't.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, we're gonna we're gonna break it up a little bit. Um, I actually got another guest question for you. All right. Yeah, we're going to go go another direction here. Here goes. This is from Joel Millman.
3: Hey, Dan. I got a guest question for Austin Pedroni. Uh, 2018 Devil's Peak, we had a pretty epic dawn patrol in the National Park. Uh... Austin do you remember what happened to your skateboard at at the end of that session
0: do you
1: yeah oh absolutely um i think at the time it was double week twenty eighteen no it was double week twenty nineteen okay um at the time i was riding like a prototype madrid board that i'd like cut out myself that i like, really liked it was super cool and we went into uh rocky mountain national park to like skate this road in there what's
0: the
2: road name
1: the road is trail ridge road oh yeah i've been there yeah t-ridge <laughs> um you like sleep at kevin cooper's house scoop and like then you like rock up at like 4 30 a.m wait for The first light and then you like kick in it's like epic you're like dropping in like super high elevation um and my girlfriend was like parked in my van at the top like sleeping or something like that or maybe she was driving a shuttle car i don't really remember but then like we like skate down the road and we came back to the top parking lot which like hanging out for a while and i'd like set myself outside my van and then when it came time to leave just like backed up and left and like left my skateboard at the top of the hill and like skating in the park is very illegal. They were like, we'll ticket you. And like, we get back to Coop's house and we're just like hanging out. We go back to sleep, like wake up, like hanging out. And like, we're about to like head back down to like Boulder or wherever. And I like to like check my like board, like trunk area. I'm like, ah, my board's not here. Like, guess i left it in the park. So I like <laughs> floored it back to the park. Was like trying to like blow up like social media channels, trying to find it. Like went all the way back to the top which was kind of a far drive. Like, didn't see it, like asking some like park ranger people. And then someone like hits me up, was like, oh, yo, I gave it to like the park ranger, like blah, blah. blah. So I like, drove to the bottom and like the main park ranger office. And they were, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think we like got like a skateboard somewhere. Like, we'll go get it. And then like 30 minutes, like they're just like waiting there for like 30 minutes. And then someone like comes like, hey, like, this yours? I'm like, yep. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, no, you can't have it yet. And I'm like, look, what's up? And he's like, I know y'all were skateboarding here this morning. And I'm like, yeah, I actually didn't get to take a run because I forgot my board. Like, that's why you guys have it because I forgot it. Which not true, you know. But he, like, wasn't actually ever going to give me a ticket, but he was just, like, being a hard-ass with me. And, like, you guys can't skate here, blah, 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 But I was, dude, I was, like, didn't know where my board was, like th- like, the day or two before Devils was going to start, like –
0: you're like, sir, I need that. Yeah, I was <laughs> stressing.
1: I also didn't have my. It was like I lost my board and my helmet. And like, like I have a mids lid, and it's like one of a kind mids lid because I have like a super big head, so they like spaced out the mold for me. And like, we can fit a S one Mega helmet in there, and it's like the only one out there that can fit S one Mega lifer And was like, on they don't make helmets anymore. Like, I'm not getting another one of these. So I was like, not only did I have my board like a couple days before race day, like didn't have my helmet and like I could piece together another board, like couldn't find another helmet. I was like stressing and I I don't remember who gave it to the park ranger, but based on Joel's question, I have a feeling it was probably Joel.
0: I I don't think he did. Okay. Yeah. He was talking to me about it, but uh, dude.
1: Yeah, that was stressful. Like my girlfriend at the time was like teasing me. She's like, oh dude, you lost your skateboard and you're crying. I don't think I was actually crying, but I was like very stressed and like pretty like,
0: I'd be crying. It's right. not like you bring two setups. No. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I'm. Right. this yeah. is my only setup. Yeah.
1: Also, also nothing wrong with crying. You yeah. You know? Dude. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you got to have a good cry. You got to feel your emotions. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, that's what, what happened with that. But got it back, <laughs> made it for race day, and then uh, crashed myself out in first. Uh, the heat before quarters. Oh.
0: Well, hey,
1: count it. Yeah. I was pretty bummed,
0: but... Jeez, man. Good old Colorado.
1: Yeah. Devil's Peak is like probably the best event I've ever been to.
0: Bring back Devils. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I went there one year. It was awesome, man. I really enjoyed that. I struggle skating at elevation though. Like honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't feel it till like I go through the finish line. Like I got asthma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'll go through and I'm like, like wheezing. You like
1: stand up out of your tuck and you like start getting like spots and you're like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, like, certainly struggle with that, like, I guess I wasn't in town long enough to get acclimated, Yeah, but it does make a difference, like, jeez. Like,
1: oh, yeah. I always remember hearing a story about, like, Jacko flying in for Pike's Peak, and, like, flying in from, like, sea level in Australia, and, like getting into the denver airport like driving up pike's peak and like getting out of the car and like so excited to like be there and he like runs around and then like i don't remember what the story is but either like passes out instantly or just like throws up or something like that like elevation's no joke it's
0: no joke dude yeah especially i'm like man if you're skating at elevation all the time and then you go to a race that's not at elevation which is like every race mm-hmm. like you're like like a superhero like, superpowers you, you got you have to have superpowers yeah
1: yeah like, uh, i have friends who are like oh i can't get drunk at sea level because like it also affects like how fast you get drunk oh sky. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: i definitely was drinking at devil's peak and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah i just felt terrible the whole time honestly but i had a great time yeah so
1: when in colorado trade-offs yeah
0: i wanted to ask you um we were kind of skating the other week had like a close call, you know. Kinda happens. Yeah. I guess, you know, you didn't, but someone with us did. <laughs> um Yep. I wanted to talk about close calls and, you know, what's your relationship with the void these days?
1: Like, yeah, close calls like is kind of what we were talking about. Like there's so many times where you're just like inches from a car or like you come into a corner as a car is coming out of it. So you have enough time to slide, but there's so many times where like after the run, you're like, holy shit, that was like really close. And you like, think about it. You're like, if I wouldn't have like dropped my glove and I would have like put it on instead of dropping it and then kicked in, like I would have been in that corner like two seconds earlier, right. When that car was like blowing lane in that corner, like there's so many close calls that we get out of for no reason. It's not like we're like, like sometimes it's like there's a car in the corner or like you hit a rock or something and then you're like good enough at skateboarding to avoid it. But there's so many times where it's just like pure dumb
0: luck. Dude, it's a lot.
1: Yeah. And it's like, like
0: I find myself like things will happen and you just kind of like memory dump it. Like you're like the next day you're like, well, it didn't happen. Yeah. That's It's
1: oh, yeah. fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Yeah, like I'm, this one time going in the bottom left on Tuna, there's a car like parked on the side of the road, like backing out across the road, like, and like, I managed to just like bang the line and like hit the inside and like missed his bumper by like three feet. But like, if I would have been like a couple seconds, like even two seconds later, like he would have been fully blocking the road and I would have been going too fast to stop. And it's like shit like that, like happens all the time
0: it happens all the time like i try and tell myself like i i gotta i gotta turn down you know i've been i've been trying to skate like elk slower and stuff but yeah. then you have the intrusive thoughts oh and yeah you're like
1: mm. i mean it was just like the same thing like oh like we're gonna take a chill run and then like it's never chill yeah and then like you're like, buddy, like start, you're like, oh, we're not going to talk. And then like someone starts tucking. You're like, well, if he's talking, I'm talking. And then you start tucking. And then by the end of the run, you're racing each other on an open road. Yep. Like.
0: And the person in the back's behind you. And you're like, well, I want to keep up with that person. I don't want to get in their way. And then you're just like chain reaction, just like yeah. mocking. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, but it's, you know, the realities are, you know, downhill's kind of just a string of close calls. Yes. When it comes to open roads <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, like, and like open road skating especially, but, like, even closed road skating, you know, like, it's, there's so many close calls that, like, and, like, so many people's, like, checks who never really get cashed that, like, 100% should. Yeah. And, like, not, like, should, but, like, it's very uncanny that they haven't.
0: Yeah, just, you know, wanted to run that across. Yet. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, like, just thinking about the ones I've had, like, everybody's had that thing where, like, that like multiple times it's like i should have hit that car like i should have flown off that cliff but like just dumb luck that i didn't
0: yeah yeah be safe out there folks yeah (laughs) now
1: now wear wear a high vis vest while you skate yeah
0: high visibility that's great i mean you're doing as much as you can so one of the i got a couple other random tidbits yep uh what is one piece of gear that you have to have when you go skate that isn't your board or like gloves or anything?
1: Um,
0: like a, something you have to have
1: these days—a wrist brace. Ah, yeah.
0: I've been noticing the wrist brace. Yeah,
1: can't can't skate without it. Unfortunately, been like trying to do my PT and stuff. Um, wrist brace is one. I try not to go skate without my spine protector. I try to always wear, if I'm skating open road, I try to always wear a safety vest.
0: Good call. I've noticed the, the uh, spine protector. I need to start wearing mine again. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm too sweaty.
1: Yeah. I have to get a new one. Mine's like really old and like doesn't fit super well anymore. But like you, injuring your spine could, can be worse than injuring your head. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I had another uh, hot take. Garrett Gourley wanted me to ask you, um, what's been your best U-haul experience and what's been your worst U-haul experience like all time?
1: Um, yeah, one of the best is it's not a haul but at K and K they have like coach buses with like air conditioning.
0: Now we talking.
1: Yeah, and, like, like everyone gets their own seat, and there's, like, things underneath the bus to put your boards and, like, little, like, cages on the top to put your boards on. You get on, the bus is air-conditioned, like, the sun's shining, so you, like, pull a little curtain, and it drives up the hill. That's, like, that's, like, premium.
0: Sign me up. I'm going to K&K. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And then, like, other, like, U-Haul experiences, like... Yeah, what's the worst? um, Dude, Mary Hill. Like, I remember at Mary Hill one year, like we're all just like packed so deep in U-Hauls and it's like so hot. And there's a four, there's three U-Hauls. There's a fourth U-Haul sitting over there that we can see. And like, people aren't fitting in the U-Hauls. Like people are sketching and like barely making it up. And there's a fourth U-Haul. And we're like, Dino, like we need the fourth U-Haul. And he's like, nah, I don't want to put gas in it. Come on, and we're like, dude, dude <laughs> come on. And like, so like mary hill is some has some pretty bad u-hauls
0: god that that fall free uh free ride must be brutal yeah
1: it's hot it's like really hot in there yeah the open top trucks that they have at tepe those are really nice
0: i've only had i've only experienced open top trucks a few times and i'm like why are we not doing this great question like yeah there's got to be we're always in these like rural areas like There's got to be, like, Farmer Bob down the road that has, like, a big truck that's open, like a hay truck. Same
1: person you're getting your hay from probably got a hay truck. I don't know. How much to rent this bad boy? Yeah, absolutely. Just drop it off with the hay. I'll return it with the hay in a week.
0: Yeah. I was also, uh, I think I was talking to Cactus. Like, we need to develop some sort of device that, like, hooks to the roof Mm -hmm. of the U-Haul that, like, catches air and just, like, pushes it. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah.
1: Someone was saying at the last Maryhill they had something like that.
0: Like, it's. Yeah. I can't be, can't be the only ones thinking of that. No. Like, like it
1: takes the wind, pushes it in, like, fresh air. Like, because those U-Hauls get so, like, hot and sweaty and stale. It'd be all the difference. It would yeah. make such a big difference. Yeah. And, like, when you're at the back, you, like, can't see the roads. So you're just, like, in the dark U-Haul and, like, gets. I get nauseous when I'm in the back of the U-Haul.
0: <sighs> the downside of events. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. 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 Um, you kind of touched on it a little earlier about this solo backpacking trip. I kind of wanted to, yeah, kind of wanted to see what that was about.
1: Um, last summer I did 14 days in the Sierras. Okay. Yeah. On the John Muir trail, um, goes from Yosemite to Mount Whitney. It's like 230 miles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan uh, Boniface, I think that's his name. I, was, I don't know how you say his last name. He just hiked the AT. So that's really? Like, yeah.
0: That's huge. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah.
1: Um, definitely not the only. I know Dave Spock in Santa Barbara. Again, I don't know how to say his last name. He's like super into backpacking. There's like a bunch of skaters who I think are like pretty into wilderness backpacking. Um, it's definitely like a type two fun. It's like not fun while you're doing it. And then like afterwards, you're like, that was pretty cool. But while you're doing it, you're like, I'm just walking north. This sucks.
0: Did you have a trail name?
1: No, I was like, I wasn't. I was only two weeks. You know, I wasn't like on there like long enough. Did
0: you like meet people though at all out there that had like trail names? Like they're like, oh, I'm Rhode Island Red. Yeah, like uh, I got hiking before, and I was like, I'm Rhode
1: Island Red. Yeah, I met this dude. He called himself Zip Tie. Zip Tie, and you can like tell like the JMT hikers. So JMT shares like most of it, most of the trail with the Pacific Crush Trail, which like those people are like like through hikers, like they're on the trail for like five months and like hiking from Canada to Mexico kind of thing. But like, so like sometimes the JMT hikers are like, like intermingling with them. And I met one JMT hiker who like fully just gave himself his own trail name because he like wanted one zip tie. Um, but I met like, <laughs> I met three people hiking the PCT that were like super memorable. Um, sea biscuit, seaweed and JJ bean. Um, and i'm like actually now like real friends with one of them and we like hang out sometimes oh cool yeah and like they're super cool and like actually a special person to me
0: i don't know it's pretty epic yeah definitely type two fun i, I hiked for six days once and like dude i was wrecked
1: yeah it's like I. Like prob- why did i do that yeah it's like i probably should have just gone to braffs instead <laughs> but
0: it's cool though it's a good experience I'm yeah sure you saw some cool views and Yeah, you know maybe get in touch with yourself too you're out there just like by
2: yourself yeah
1: it was super cool like really glad i did it really glad to have done it and like have some plans for like future backpacking trips but i think i came out of that and it was like skateboarding has definitely got the focus like so kind of like in the past couple years kind of like not lost skateboarding but like haven't been skating as much so i was like trying to like like fill it with other hobbies or like other stuff like that. And so like went like on a big backpacking trip and like came out and was like, not like skateboarding is still what I'm trying to be doing most of the time.
0: Kind of had that epiphany. I got into cycling pretty hard there.
1: Yeah. You hate to see it.
0: Like, I mean, I'm back. He's back, baby. I'm back. But, uh, I saw you were mountain biking for a little while there. I was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Bay Area, maybe a hot take, doesn't have very good downhill skateboarding. Um has really good mountain biking. Like in Santa Cruz there's like some mountain biking trails that like, you'd be on there and like people would be like, Oh yeah, I'm like out from Kansas, like on my annual like trip to Santa Cruz for the mountain biking. Like there's like world class stuff out there. So it's kinda like, well, I could do like some like mid tier skateboarding or I could do some like really good mountain biking. Mm. And like Ben, Chubbs, like Pat Shep, Pete Laugh, like a bunch of my friends over there were all into mountain biking. And so I was like, all right, like I want to hang out with my friends and I prefer we go skate. But my friends are all going mountain biking. So I'd rather hang out with them than go skate alone. So mm-hmm. I got a mountain bike, did that for a little bit, broke my wrist, got wrist surgery, uh, sold my bike.
0: That's how the wrist injury happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I was <laughs> going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. went, went, went
1: over the handlebars on my bike, like landed on my wrist like that. And like, you can see the, the surgery, yep. um, went to the doctor like two days later and was like, Hey, like my wrist hurts. Let's get an x-ray. He like gave me an x-ray. He's like, no, no broken bones. You're good. And I was talking to Dex. who like has wrist problems cause he broke a bone in his wrist and it went undiagnosed. Like it didn't, sh- like, I don't know if it didn't show up. I think, I think he got x-rays and it didn't show up and then all his bones like fused together and now he like can't really bend his wrist. Mm. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I'm like super worried about this, like one specific break because like it's happened to a bunch of my friends and I know it doesn't show up on x-rays. And the doctor was like, nah, like even if it was that, I'd just tell you to like ice it for like four weeks and you'll be fine. Four weeks comes and goes, still hurts. Go to a different doctor, get different x-rays, same exact conversation. He's like, no, nah, you're fine. I was like, okay, but like what if it's this break? And he's like, nah, you're fine. Just give it a little little bit of time. Like two or three months later, still hurt, different doctor, different x-rays. He was like, no, nah, you're fine. And I was like, okay, okay, but like, what if it's this like little break? And he's like, nah, like you're good. And I was like, he's like, just wait a month. If it still hurts in a month. I'm like, no dude, I'm like five months out from injury at this point. Like nah. And he's like, all right, we'll get you an MRI. MRI comes back. He's like, yeah, we need to get you surgery as soon as possible. I was like, yeah, fucking course you do, dude. So got surgery, like got surgery March 1st. Injury happened like September 1st. Like it was awful
0: march 1st of this year correct you got march 1st
1: 2023 injury happened september 1st 2022
0: Jeez, man yeah so you were off the board for a little bit
1: off the board for a while like i basically didn't skate i think i don't think i actually skated a hill before i went to europe oh my gosh yeah welcome back off the couch europe i think the third mountain pass we skated i wobbled out at like 50 miles an hour
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was sick i love i love doing this yeah it's been a minute.
1: Yeah, I was on like a whole new board too and like everything.
0: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, you're on the ZM1s, right?
1: No, I wasn't there because I was too scared. Ah. And then I like wobbled out my gold Gold rogues and I was like, I'm way too scared now to ever ride the <laughs> ZM1s. But then I put them on like a month into Europe and have, have been liking them, I think.
0: They seem pretty rad. I've noticed you're riding the double blues up front.
1: Yeah, uh, Frenchie and Owen set my trucks up for me like because these aren't just like plug and play out of the box like they tell you they are because like i like rode mine i was like these feel like shit and they like rode owen's setup and i was like these are you're riding different trucks than me mm-hmm. or i rode frenchy setup i was like you're riding like different trucks like what the hell and then like they like spent a bunch of time like tweaking my shit
0: i wrote jack setup felt so good but i was like the f- there's so much response in the front truck i was getting like front truck wobble yeah i believe that a little bit i don't know I figured it out though trust
1: but... that jack setup though
0: yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend riding Jack setup. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, but <laughs> could be that. Yeah, no, they're good. I like them. They're like really good trucks for a lot of things.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, what are you up to these days? You're living, you're living up in
1: living in Oakland. Living in Oakland. Yep. Uh, me, Ben Snyder, Sean Wilkinson, and Pat Shep oh yeah oh yeah it's a good get yeah
0: um i gotta get pat shep on here like i think he might have been the first person to skate paradise for all i I know
1: i think surf spot is
0: his spot like yeah i would like to to uh you know ask him a few questions yeah
1: i think he's coming to north carolina in the next couple months
0: really yeah i think
1: he has tickets booked cool yeah you should talk to him
0: definitely um
1: yeah, it's a good house. I really like living in Oakland, like really good community there. Just like not the best hills. And like, like Sean will always tell me I'm wrong, but there's like... What are you hitting out there? um, Montevina was one of the big ones, but that just got like repaved with like bad pavement. Mm. Um, And like that was fun for like three or four runs. There's Claremont, which is like one of the blue suit bomber hills, which has like... Four sick corners, but it's like over pretty fast. There's another road, Mount Ham, which is like awful. Um, it's like an hour and a half to get to, and it's just like so long, and you're like trying so hard to go like 40 miles an hour and just grip corners. So, but
0: are you by? big vine is that a- that's Montevina. that's Montevina. yeah that's the oh, actual, that's the actual road name oh, okay. big vine. <laughs> that's the same road okay yeah
1: um but like if you go into san francisco with like a double kick and soft wheels and like go skate like driveways that's like some of the best skating we have but it's just like not the same as like skating canyons gotcha but like in san francisco there's like bus runs like skate down the hill like you like there's so many different ways you just like pick a turn take that one and like pick a different turn and like eventually you get to the bottom and like outside like the donut shop the bus picks you up you don't pay for the bus and then it takes you right back to the top and you like kick in and do it again
0: that's a cool vibe though yeah it's really sick definitely change it up a little bit yeah i'm loving this hot take
1: yeah yeah if you're ever in the bay area and you want to skate hit up base sessions Two. shout out base sessions Two. uh shout out yeah uh they'll we'll get they'll get your sword we got a discord with like a bunch of like different channels talking about skateboarding and stuff it's pretty cool it's like the bay area scenes like alive and
0: well it looks like it you know y'all got different kind of terrain yeah absolutely going on so i I like the vibes yeah
1: because there's a lot of hills where like people who are really good and people who are just kind of learning to slide can skate at the same time and both have fun in their own way which i think is like really important which a lot of scenes don't have
0: yeah Learning curve here is pretty rough. Yeah. But if you stick with it, yeah. It seems like people get really good in like one year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got I uh, got some questions, more questions. I ask everyone these towards the end. I think we might be getting there, getting close here. Wanted to start off and ask you, round lip or square lip wheels?
1: Square lip unfortunately ten four. I wish I was saying round lip but I have to say square lip but I wish I was saying round lip
0: what's your favorite kind of pavement California
1: classic the old Decker pavement not not the new Decker pavement the old Decker pavement like the Mulholland pavement
0: is the best best there is that slidey that good slidey yeah feeling it's like
1: gray it's like smooth it's all uniform oh, so good and like like I don't like geek out of like about like I don't like fan person over like pro skateboarders. You know what I mean? Like not anymore. I did when I was a grom, but like I like like fangirl about people who have skated old pavement tuna. Mm. Like Steve Kong. Steve Kong skated old pavement tuna. Whoa. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. There's someone else I learned recently, and like I, my mind was blown.
0: I only experienced a slurry seal and I was like, this shit is so weird. Yeah,
1: it's weird. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. I um, get used to it. Yeah. But um, but if you go on Google Maps, you can go on Street View. And then you can like, it's like this photo was taken in like 2023. And you can like go, there's like a little tab where you can like go and look at like past photos. Go back in time, dude. Yeah, you can go. I think they have photos of Tuna Canyon from 2008 on Street View. And go look at that. And like you can see that's like when it was like before it got repaved and like you can see it had two lanes But it was still only downhill at the time because like the summit road has fallen off You could see where there was like two lanes. The road was like wider and all these places Go on Google Street View and look at Tuna Canyon Road Road View in 2008. I'm gonna check that out dude. Yeah, it's, I spent I spent some time just looking wishing
0: Um in your opinion who's got the best style men and women?
1: um oh best style um so i really like people's style that like doesn't look like too robotic there's like or like not even robotic but like too like perfect and clean Mm. like there's some people who like when they i'm not gonna name names but like when they do a slide it's like perfect form like textbook and it's like they're of course they're gonna do like the biggest switch toe side and just like nail it perfectly and there's other people when you watch skate like i feel like david's really got this like chase like liam like all people were like some of like the best like free riders like you like watch them skate and you're like yeah of course they have this slide but like they're
0: holding on yeah.
1: Like, that's the good it, shit to it watch. It might
0: go wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, like, might go wrong, but it doesn't because they're, like, super though. good at skating. But it's, like, that's, like, the enjoyable skating to watch. I agree. Yeah.
0: I agree. What about women?
1: Um, Dude, process skate face. I don't know if that's considered style, but, like, when she's just, like, fully, like, in her cannonball tuck and, like, going for it, dude, her face is just, like, mean. Dude. It's so
0: sick legendary yeah yeah there's like a close-up of her skate face somewhere yeah on the internet and i'm like oh my god you're not winning that heat
1: yeah like no like <laughs> like she wants it so bad and you know like, oh, dude yeah she's got the best skate face which i think is a part of style
0: that 100 percent counts Yeah, yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
0: um kind of along the lines who do you think's the goat men and women through all of time
1: through all of time yeah Um, I mean, I think there's like different, different categories, you know what I mean? Like goat all around skater, like goat racer, like Kevin's like the goat racer, obviously. Um,
0: good pick. I mean,
1: yeah, I think honestly, like all around skateboarder, like Camilo is kind of up there. Camilo Ah, Cespedes, like that dude can skate anything and he looks so good when he skates
0: dude yeah he hasn't been brought up on here yet yeah like, like he's, he's got a bunch
1: of real like i skate with him all the time in la he's got like a bunch of really good like tuna runs and like stand-up slides like he used to like race a little bit but then he's also like just got like weird though like dancing like freestyle moves that are like so cool
0: dude yeah well-rounded long yeah
1: yeah camilo is like one of the best like all around skaters think norm also is like byron is for sure
0: norm makes everything look really good yeah you're like that looks super fun yeah and you're like yeah. you can't do that no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: all right i know there's definitely people i'm forgetting but and then um i mean on the women's side like obviously emily she's like the most winning racer of all time over top of kevin like
0: yeah it's hard to she comes up in every episode it's like dude the most legendary maybe of all time we've seen
1: yeah but i don't think anybody can be ashley on the vibes category
0: ashley got the vibes dude. ashley's
1: got the goat vibes (laughs) for sure like you pull up to the session with ashley you're having the best
0: time dude i agree yeah i agree um let's see if you had to pick an all-star lineup of pe- of people to go skating with, in your car, yep. You know, in the rental or whatever. Yep. Who you taking and where you going?
1: All right. So I've been thinking a lot about this one. I got two answers.
0: All right. One she- answer is
1: just like all of the mids fam, and we're skating Burke. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that's <laughs> like that's like
1: like you know who you are. It's like a too many people in the name, but we're all there maybe we have like a rental pickup truck, the roads closed at like, we're, we're skating Burke all day. Um, it's like for sure. And then the other answer is me and Caleb Grant. And we drive to the bottom of Topanga Canyon and we park the car and we just hitchhike runs and like hitchhiking tuna runs. Like me, that's some of my best, like best memories, like me and Caleb just hitchhiking tuna runs. And like, sometimes you get dropped off at like the Fernwood market and you get some wontons and you catch a second ride up Fernwood. And sometimes they just go like halfway up and then you got to skate Fernwood down. And sometimes you get like the whole (laughs) ride, like, like hitchhiking runs on tuna was like, is just some of, you can't get that. It's so
0: good. I love that. Yeah. Um, best road tuna canyon i thought so dude he's showing he's he's got a tuna if you're listening
1: got the tuna tattoo and like this line right here is like an outline of the road oh cool yeah it's actually it's pretty discreet too yeah 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 yeah. tuna canyon best road Uh, secondary best road is chain run in texas
0: chain run not familiar
1: Get some Texans on, talk about talking about chain run.
0: Chain run, huh? Interesting. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. What's your setup right now? And are you kind of talking ZM ones setup? But what what do you what are you rocking?
1: Setup is ZM ones. Um, how specific you want to go?
0: As specific as All you right. want. Setup. What's your bearing? What bearings you running? ZM
1: ones with quad sphericals, blue barrel, blue cone in the front. I don't know my washer setup, I think flat washer. And then in the back, I think I'm pink green. I might be glow green barrels. Um, And then I have one of those like scythe foot stops that like claws over your foot.
0: Those look badass.
1: Yeah, I like like it. I don't love it, but I think it's like, I'm going to keep rocking it for a little bit. Got like a little, got a torque block in the back. Got like a little like wedge under your front toe, which I think is pretty important. Mm-hmm. I'm riding a Zenit Bullet, which is like, I, I bought that skateboard. I think it's cool. I don't know. It's like flat and has wheelbase options. There's like some things I would like to change about it, but for the most part, it's a pretty good board. Um, and then wheels, like, it's kind of riding whatever, like a lot of Magnums, but I'm in like North Carolina. So I'm just kind of like whatever wheels are there. I'm skating them.
0: Right on. Saw you on some, uh, hard in the paints.
1: Yeah. Hard in the paint Magnums. Some of the best wheels I've ever ridden. They're so good, but I turned them into triangles very quickly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of, that's a lot of moving mass.
1: Yeah. It's, I, yeah, I flat spot the shit out of them.
0: Are you running, uh, velcro under your torque block yeah velcro on
1: my torque block I gotta, I gotta do that yeah like going to europe like i mean just like i was like hanging out with like owen and has and Frenchie and like some of like the top racers like the whole and like mitch thompson and like the whole time and it's like skating with those people like for that long like you like really dial in a lot of stuff about your skateboarding and specifically like your gear and stuff and like all the europeans if you watch them skate like even the free riders they're two feet on both trucks yep like like there's like the picture of the finals uh, at K and K stand up race, and like that I like, think Max Heaton took, and like they like front truck front foot is on their front truck, and their back foot is fully on their torque block directly over their back truck, and like started skating a lot more like that, like lengthened my stance because I feel like in 2014 kind of era we were all like shortening our stance,
0: absolutely yeah,
1: because that one photo of Ed Kiefer at Soldiers, um, you know what I'm talking about,
0: dude. Ed had the most front-forward stance of all time. Yeah,
1: and, like, that was, like, the cool shit. And so, like, but now, I mean, it's 10 years later, but, like, like I lengthened my stance a little bit in Europe and, like, definitely felt some, felt some positive change because of it and shortened my wheelbase a bunch. And, like, I don't think as much anymore. It's, like, 22-inch wheelbase is the best. I think it's, like, whatever wheelbase fits under your stance.
0: I want to get on that. Yeah. So I was talking to you about that, and I've been, you know, taking notice to – people's feet and i'm like man if you're like free riding too you really want your feet over your wheels
1: you even look at like norm free riding like doing squatters like on a big like long board like his back foot's like on his back truck and he did like feather it super good
0: yeah i think there's something to be said to getting traction to all four wheels too when you're yep. sliding like yeah like being super front foot heavy's good but you gotta u- make use of those back wheels yeah absolutely big time yeah
1: so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, like back in the day, like Ed would get to the bottom of a run, and his back wheels would have full skin, and his front wheels would be fully broken in. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you gotta use all four of them.
0: Got to use all four, man. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I uh, I heard you might have like some possums or something living in your house. Oh
1: yeah, uh, things in the wall. <laughs> we don't know for sure that they're possums, <laughs> so we caught. So like there's ever since I moved in, in February, 2022, there's been things in the wall and they're only on half the house. They're on me and Sean's half the house, but you like lay in your bed at night and like, like just hear some things like bumping around some scurrying. Like there's a couple, there's like an attic and there's like a bunch of boards and sometimes you hear like the boards clanking around and stuff. Um,
0: you took a peek up there yet?
1: Oh yeah, and then at like, one point, there's a bunch of shredded papers up there. Like like we put regular paper, and then it turned into shredded paper. It's probably fine. Right? Someone's building a nest. <laughs> um, but then we like talked to our landlord, and like they like put a trap up there, and they caught like three possums, oh. um, in a pretty short time span. But like this, I mean, I haven't been home for a minute now, but there's there's always going to be things living in the walls at Stretch House. Yeah but it's like it's helps keep our rent cheap you know
0: (laughs) what's what's the stretch house vibes you got things in the walls what else you got going on
1: there? things in the walls we got uh no light in our living room it's that there's like lights but like no natural light i don't know there's a whole foods across the street that opened up that is dumb and good for stealing from uh yeah i don't know stretch house vibes are good I think, right. I mean, haven't been there in, in a while,
0: but are you, are you going back? Like what's your, yeah, I'm going
1: back end of October. Okay. So I'm going to go to soldiers and then I'm going to go to Braffs and then I'm going to go to LA and then I'm going to go back.
0: You, uh, you going back to work. Is that the plan or at, what's some,
1: at some point I have to. Yeah.
0: Cause you said you're in uh, you're in like film yeah i'm in or... the film
1: industry and there's like there's a big writer strike that was going on yeah which like prevented okay. a lot of work but that just ended but the screen actors are still on strike but i imagine that will like wrap up shortly
0: gotcha yeah i'm sure that's been affecting you
1: yeah for sure which like it's been fine like take that time to go skate in europe so okay. but i'll be back to europe next year probably come back to north carolina next next year
0: better come so. back hopefully we'll have a few more events make it yeah make it worth that yeah worth the trip
1: mount jefferson's coming back that's not true but i wish it was
0: dude i wish it would too yeah hopefully we will get another event or two we really need like a full month of events i think you know yeah we gotta we all gotta team up and get some things written down and make it happen because yeah we got enough roads to make it happen when's
1: last know. time brixton happened
0: good call no i think there was one like Maybe two months ago, okay, or so. Yeah. they're still having them. Okay, nice up in Boone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as Asheville, we did like a grape. Will did like a grapevine. Heard about that? Outlaw. God, that was probably April. Yeah. Maybe. Um. But yeah, there's been there's been Brixton's going on in yeah. Boone still. Nice. They're building on that road. Like there's oh no. There's way. actually like the first left. There's a house that's probably fully built now. No way. So. Yeah, you'd be interested to see it. There's some cracks in that road now. I believe too. it. I believe it. Like it's yeah. It has some water drainage issues. Yeah,
1: as most good roads do.
0: So it's yeah, it's gotten weathered up, but yeah. um yeah, we'll get get back on that for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, I just wanted to see if you got any uh closing remarks or any thank yous or shout outs you wanted to, to put out there.
1: Um, I don't know, like shout out all my friends, like y'all are the reason why I keep doing this, you know, like, you know who you are, um, got no sponsors to shout out. Pretty, pretty okay with that. Um, yeah. Closing remark, talk about sponsorship. If someone's sending you like one free board a year, that's not sponsorship. Like you, they are taking advantage of you. Like you're like, their company they're profiting like they're using you to profit which is like fine as long as like an equal exchange but if they're just sending you like a couple boards a year or something like that's like that's basically nothing for them and like you're risking your life like you're going to be risking your life skateboarding anyways but like you're risking your life so someone else can profit off you like i don't know just think about it like think about the exchange like if it's equal like what you're putting in versus like what you're getting like a free skateboard or two a year like isn't that much like Make no, and sure, and you're
0: probably getting a blem too.
1: Yeah. Like, you're getting a blem. Like, get paid. Like, the money, like, 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 there's money in this shit. Like, or else people wouldn't be having companies like profiting. And there's not like a bottom money. You know, you're not going to be like buying cars and stuff unless you got TikTok money. But like, if you're getting like industry sponsors, like, get paid for sure.
0: 10 4 on that. I think what did Garrett say in his interview? He said, car sponsorship or nothing like get a car sponsorship yeah like focus on that's yeah. what you need <laughs> yeah make, make sure whatever your
1: sponsorship is make sure it's worth risking your life over
0: yeah ride what you want ride what you want to ride like it's board a year dude i'm with nah,
1: you Nah, i'm good and like yeah it's gonna be some blem noodly ass board
0: yeah well austin i appreciate the words today yeah we went through a lot of stuff um it was quite a journey yeah um thanks again for showing up and uh for y'all listen out listening out there thanks for listening this is 35 all grip
2: Woo! sandwich <laughs>